This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Mellow Soul of Sargantanas, Nico Zacohen of Cactuar, Kasumi Cascade of Lamia. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Do you find yourself bound by the most savage of duties? Enjoy getting pounded for hours on end, multiple nights a week? Constantly doing the same thing over and over again, with no hope of things getting smoother? Fret not, adventurer, for we have just the product to ease your pains. Introducing the Sultan's Arm Lubricant. We promise that Raid Knight will slide right in after a healthy dose of the Sultan's Arm. You'll love the cooling action for you and burning fervor for them. We only use all natural ingredients, so it's safe to use, inside and out. The Sultan's Arm, because coming comes after the fist. Live from Aorzea. Take your clothes off. Juxtaposition. I don't get it. Ascalia. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com. Five, four, three, two, one! Hello, everybody! I hope you enjoyed my really awkward reading of that. Welcome to the absolute best episode of Limit Break Radio ever. Featuring me. Hi, Juxta. And Nika, I guess. Yes, because we are the coolest hosts of LBR, the only ones that matter, and now you guys are so excited to be here for this show. Welcome. It's the Nika Position Super Special of Hearts and Love. Without any production sounds. That's why this is really silly. Well, okay, okay, well, okay, now we have to explain, Nika, because the podcast will, will still have the production sounds, but only our Twitch viewers will not have any production sounds, so... Yeah, so everything's really awkward and weird without any sounds or intro or anything, so laugh at my poor start all you want, but I have no cool, like, limit break radio, or whatever it is, I don't even know, so there, there's that for you. Um, so Juxta and I are here like cool cats, and um, because they're, this is a really truncated cast, and I just don't think that this is, I don't know, enough people to have a real discussion. I don't know, Juxta, maybe we could get three-hour discussion, just the two of us? Okay, well, we don't have to have a three-hour show, Nika. I mean, that's true, but... But it's also going to be really, really hard to carry the show uh, with just you. So, I understand you invited uh, a guest along, is that correct? I do. I have my good friend, buddy, raid member person who used to be my co-tank and has now abandoned me for Red Mage. Um, His name is Strife Lightshade. Hello, Strife. Hey, Nika. Hi! I'm so glad you're here and not to leave me alone with Juxta the entire time. Hi! What's going on? Um, A show. Are you you ready to to be on it? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're here because today okay, we're cool. going to be talking about the coolest, best thing that dropped this week. Maybe um, Savage Mode rating. Yay! <laughs> and what? Have you not been doing it, Jexa? No. Why not? Because I've already beaten normal mode, and why would I need to beat savage mode to see how much unfun it is? That's progression. Mm. I mean, it, it's it's kind of fun. I mean, mechanics are cool, I guess, except the first boss. But that's another story. Uh, yeah, the first boss is basically a gimme. Pretty much. I mean, that's how we beat it. <laughs> well, I mean, shouldn't you? Since you knew this was going to be our topic, shouldn't you have like? purposefully went and done some ratings so you'd have something to talk about or something no no <laughs> this is uh convinced juxta that rating is not a complete waste of time and he should actually do it okay well we can try to do that i don't know if we can succeed but we can totally try can we also bring up the uh the game and the studio quote unquote um we could do that i can do that can we do that please nika sure what kind of Bam, hack job there it are is. you See, it's pretty. But you guys said this was a professional, you know, It's production. so professional. Doesn't feel that way. That's why Juxta's in this stupid ghost mount thing. It, it's a sperm. Who, who? It glows. Why is there four oh, of us boy. on the screen? Who else is that? Oh, oh, uh, well, I, when I heard that our, our, quote, super special guest is just one of your crummy raid members, I also brought in a, uh, a savage correspondent expert as well. Seriously. Uh, Who the hell uh, would you even know? A uh, special guest, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hello, provisional intern Skrill here. Oh my god, ah! are you serious? I'm kind really? of a big deal now, Nika, just so you know. You will never be a big deal, but you can try. Okay, well, here, here, let's just, uh, let's put uh, his credentials to yours and see if he meets the bar. Uh, Skrill, when did you, uh, I, I assume you rated Savage, correct? For sure. Okay, and uh, did you uh, did you beat the first uh, first turn of Omega? Oh hell yeah, day one. Day one. Oh wow, day one, really good. And well, that was with your static, right, uh, right, Skrull? Nope. Don't even know what a static is as a machinist. It <gasps> was definitely bug. It was a pug. Wow, pug day one. That doesn't uh, surprise Omega me honestly, one. but it's pretty okay, easy. So, I mean, uh, someone could easily carry Skrull through that. I mean, <laughs> okay. So I mean, Nico, when when did you uh, when did you beat uh, the Omega one? Thursday, but it was my first time in it, so... I mean, wow. to, to be fair, let's set the record straight. You see, all of us could have beaten it. In fact, we had three pugs because Nika and Ascalia abandoned our group the first day. So we had to make that... do with quite quite a you know assortment of pugs, and uh, we still almost won. We hit in rage four times that day on Tuesday. So we could have beaten Scarrow, but someone wanted to abandon us i wasn't feeling well that day i'm sorry like i don't wow. I mean, like power through mm. like being sick and like falling asleep and i don't know what else here come all the excuses I'm gonna say something something dedication anyway welcome everyone to this shit show of a show um so if you want to come hang out on the stream we're in Walgar's reach on sargatanis cool i think um and there are other places you can find us and cool things like patreon.com slash break radio you can check us out on there and i think i know i got i, I got the scurrow postcard i think we announced that last week that those were out did Kala say anything about what the july one was going to be or when that was happening i think the only person left is oh it's either going to be kooky or senpai 
Okay, so there's two more left in this series. So make yep. sure that you pledge at at least the $20 amount to make sure you get the rest of these exclusive postcards because who would not want the Senpai postcard, right? Right, but we're not going to tell you who who's uh, who uh, July is. So you better uh, you better. Uh, well, Senpai and Kuki are both good choices. So if you want either yeah. of those, then uh, that's the place to go. Um, yes, we are a truncated cast, and Nero and Kuki are both out at San Diego Comic Con having a blast from the sounds of Nick's uh, uh, Nero's drunk messages to the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> and um, both. Scalia and Callow were out at the Pokemon Go event in Chicago this weekend. So, Which I heard was uh, a shit fest. Disaster. Yeah, yeah they seemed to... F- like, every time I was trying to call them out on how unfun they must have been having, they were like, well, we still got legendaries and we got $100 worth of Pokecoins for coming, so eh, it wasn't all bad. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, we had fun, and everyone's kind of kind of saying it was okay. I'm like, all right, if you say so. Yeah, that just sounds like Stockholm Syndrome or just trying to... It kind of uh, does. ...justify it's, a bad experience. Yeah, yeah. There's our, the sunk cost is in. They're like, well, let's, uh, let's I, pretend it's not bad. I also didn't realize that the event itself was literally just like a come play 20 bucks to hang out and catch Pokemon and hatch eggs. Like, I thought there was going to be more Pokemon stuff going on there. But they're like, nah, the point of this was to come catch Pokemon and hatch eggs. And everyone's doing that. So everyone's kind of like content with the, the refund we're getting. I'm like, yeah. eh, I don't know. But 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 yeah, Lugia and Articuno, I know this isn't the wrong show. But it's still cool. Legendary is cool. Yay. Fun. I actually, uh, when I, uh, there was the uh, the clip show playing on Twitch, I actually went out and st- uh, did a couple of the legendary raids. I did... Did you uh, catch anything? I got, I got three Lugia raids, and I got zero Lugia out of it. Aww. Yeah, it feels bad. But I did get... Uh, three fast TMs and two charge TMs, so I came out ahead. I feel like I've never been able to get a TM, but and I have not seen any legendary raids, or I might have actually been late to the show, but there weren't any around, so that's why we're pretty wow. much on time today. <laughs> great, 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 Yay. great, great job. Good news, though, for everyone else who's listening. Even though we have a really weird setup, um, we are still taking your calls. However, not on Skype or through phone. The only way you're allowed to, to call us is by going on our Discord, which is limitbreakradio.com slash Discord for the unlimited invite URL. And um, Juxta, I believe, is still going to be handling all of that. So if you want to yeah, see like, what so they need to do. Basically, what you're going to do is there's uh, like a number of text channels. Uh, go into the one uh, hashtag uh, LBR calls and just uh, leave your name, server, and what you want to talk about. And uh, I will uh, pull you in when we are ready for you. So hopefully your mic works. If it doesn't, then we'll boot you really quickly. Yes, we are without a kooky and our other intern is currently for some reason behind a mic. And so because of that, um, please check your own mics because we will instantly boot you if your mic doesn't work yeah it's responsible decisions here yes because this is going to be the most exciting show ever yeah it's going to be yeah. right up there with our crafting it's, and gathering show i mean this is going to be the savage oh. rating show i mean people have always been wanting us to do like themes again right like in our ff11 days so like, here we LBR go LBR doesn't raid some of us do do we People okay. Out of out of the four people in this room right now, three of us have raided in this current tier. That's saying something. I mean, I guess. But I mean, you're not actually part of the show, and Scro isn't really either. But still, it's called. I mean, but I got to O2S, so I don't know where the rest of you Scrubs are at. Hey, we're there. We just haven't had. 
time because oh so you haven't done it yet i pugged no. it didn't succeed yet. Oh, okay stress pugged it where, where were you at nika um i was this morning like freaking out about making sure everything's ready for this show so like, <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't doing okay. any raids um and last I remember, like nika being like you know what it'd be really cool if i could tag into your o2s pug like this weekend i did say that and then abandoned me entirely i was like okay, i cool, did because senpai wanted to do roulettes i just don't me, think you put the takes... show ahead of everything else no i nika, can't put him so... ahead i can't I, put, I cannot put here. the show in front of Senpai. I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. just saying it's not just the show. It's, it's everything, right? What? It's, it's raid group. It's the show. It's just, oh my no gosh. Dedication. Why did I bring you on the show? You were supposed to be in my quarter. This is not okay. I thought I was here to tell people the truth. Man, this is great. I thought I thought this was gonna be like a two v two with uh, me and Skrull fighting Strife and her raid member, but no, it's a three versus <laughs> one. I need her raid member. This is classic LBR. Love it. All right, then maybe this will be the best show ever. Maybe not. Um, okay, so let's actually go and stop talking about Pokemon and talk about the uh, actual thing we're supposed to talk about. Uh, this game that we play called Final Fantasy fourteen. And apparently there was some stuff in the news, so let's not have any production at the moment, unless you're listening on the podcast, and see what's happening in the news! This is a limit-breaking news update. Alright, news instances are back this week! But I'm not sure we actually needed that outside of maybe the locks. But instances are back with a vengeance, which means three times the Ixions, three times the hunts, and three times the frustration trying to get into the actual instance that you want. It's kind of stupid when actually even in the patch notes for this, it said, um, you will not be able to teleport into the party, into the instance that your party members are in. But, um, have fun. So I don't know if we actually needed these. I know Ixions from crashing, crashing servers. Every other uh, server, it just seems frustrating trying to get to Huns. Like, I've actually found A-rank Huns, and I've been sitting there shouting for 10 minutes, posting in link shells, and, like, nobody shows up. It just feels... It just feels really awkward, right? I mean, you walk into a zone, they give you a choice of what instance to go in, you hit teleport, you'd think it'd be the exact same, like, flow, where they would prompt you before you, like, walked in, or teleported in, or whatever. Like, hey, which instance do you want? One, two, or three? But no, they have to just, you know, roll the dice, and then if you are unlucky and you get the wrong one, you won't make it to the hunt in time. And if you're lucky and you get the right one, you have to make sure that enough other people were lucky that they got to the hunt or else you're not going to succeed. So it's this whole like shit show now because they put it back in, but they still won't add any quality of life adjustments to make people get to the instance they want to easier. And it just, it feels really silly because this is the same stupid way that they were in Heaven's Ward and people bitched about it then too. So like, why do they continually do it this way I, and i also just don't feel like there was any congestion outside of the ixion zone like the other zones didn't feel like they needed it to me but i don't know that's just me yeah i mean i think lox is the one that had the most problems but occasionally i think uh was it yangsha the one with the fox yeah fox, the fox, fox lady yeah gotta get some fox ears yeah i mean i guess and i guess when there's s ranks that's kind of a lot but whatever anyway the next exciting thing there are new optional items in the mog store if you missed the go go power i mean Posing Rangers event last year. Never fear, for now you can buy all those items, including the armor and emotes on the Mog Station for a whole $3 each, or all three for $7.50 for the emotes. Or you can also buy some the Moonfire Alcestrian roll and some Deluxe Oriental Wind Chime and Bamboo Tree. Hello, yeah, this is probably the, your money. This is probably the best purchase you could probably make on the Mog Station right now. So Why? definitely buy the <laughs> More emotes. I mean, at least they're only $3 each. Or like seven fifty for all three different ones, so that's like 
better than $7 for the one emote normally? I don't know. I'm not still sure. It's I'm just really glad that Etsy is not letting me quest these anymore and just lets me buy them right out. You know, like I just get it right away. I don't have to do anything for these. <laughs> just pay money. That's I awesome. <sighs> I mean, the only good thing, the only like positive spin, I guess you could put on the store is that at the very least, we know that the money from the store actually goes to the dev team as opposed to our subscription fees, which get put into other Square Enix products, which kind of sucks. Okay, that, uh, that is a positive way of looking at it, and now I feel kind of bad for making fun of it, but still, it's kind of silly. But okay, yes, no, if no, you no, missed that event last year, it was last summer's event, right? If you yeah, missed it, Yeah, here's the positive spin. Now, now we're sure that we're going to get a new event with new items this year, because they're going to put this shit in the old, and the store. I mean, that's so. true. That's usually what they've been doing, is like, by the next event, then they put them in the store. That seems to be their track record. But maybe this year's will be cooler. I don't know. Um, the next cool, exciting thing is if anybody was still holding on to that old carbonized matter that doesn't matter anymore, guess what? Because it's been removed from distance or distances, <laughs> instances and duties and quests, um, the price from NPCs has skyrocketed only until patch 4.06. So if you still have carbonized matter grades 2 through 5, please sell it now because if you don't, your grade 5 carbonized matter will go down from 1k a piece to 14 whole gil. It was, oh, oh no. I need to sell these. Yeah, if you do have... Grade 5 is the only ones that are actually worth something if you want to sell those to the NPC right now. The other ones, I mean, they're like a few gil increase, but basically oh, se- wait, sell on. that old carbonized matter if you still have it. No, it's selling for... It says sells for 3k or 3 gil. The grade 5 carbonized matter. Are you sure you're not looking at dark matter? Oh, I'm looking at dark matter. Grade 5 carbonized matter. What's, what's that? Is that... Wait, that that's for? the one that you meld the material with, right? Oh, is it? Oh, who, who melds materia? <laughs> Fuck that. People my, my, my NPCs melt materia? Is this a thing? I mean, you have to overmeld. NPCs can't overmeld for you. What's that? Yeah, we have raid gear. Why would we overmeld? Yeah. Um, some people care. Okay, some people craft stuff. Crafting is a thing in this game. It sounds a little bit dated. It yeah, sounds like some got... 2.x kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Crafting <laughs> exists in this game. Because that's apparently, really? yeah. I mean, apparently Skuro is using the crafted sword instead of Suzano, so, I mean, he needs to overmeld. This isn't crafted. Or not Skuro, I'm sorry, I with somebody, no, never mind, I was thinking of somebody else. <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried to throw you another bus and I was thinking of someone else. Um, I'm sorry. <sighs> wow. I, I apologize the one time you'll get an apology out of me, Skuro. Um... <laughs> what was that? You had to hiccup into your, into your mic. We're on Discord, you can mute yourself here. My gosh, people are moving stuff around. Strife, what are you doing? I'm getting confused. Okay, um, the next up topic is something that's actually caused a lot of debate on uh, Facebook groups and Reddit. But apparently, if you are playing this game in Russia or Brazil through Steam, without any warning, your subscription has increased. It has... Get fucked. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it seems that Steam has its own internal currency calculation, which looks at the region, the region's currency and like how much it stacks up to other currencies and its buying power. And so because of this, it has its own subscription through Steam specifically. Um, and so apparently, I don't know if it's, this is a Steam thing or Square Enix or exactly who was behind this price hike, but apparently now Brazil and Russia are now paying equal to what we're paying in North America, which sounds like, okay, cool, they shouldn't be allowed to pay less than us, because why should they do that? But if you think about it, like, if they're, 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 the power of their money is not nearly as strong as ours, and the, the much as much money as they make compared to how much they need to live is not the same as ours. 
So um, there's someone on Reddit, Dr. Grain, I guess, did all the number crunching and said that if you go like minimum wage, 40 hour a week, our minimum wage versus their minimum wage, an American worker makes about $1,100 a month, whereas a Brazilian worker makes about $300 a month. Right. But you have you have to remember, this is an international product. Right. And at the same time, Square's not trying or Steam or whoever is not trying to set a price based on someone's monthly income. They're trying to come up with a flat rate and everyone pay that rate and adjust for inflation and regional discrepancies. Right. So if they adjusted this purely because, oh, hey, technically, you know, we're not factoring in you know, either inflation or uh, the, the power of their currency right in those countries and then we had to make an adjustment to bring it up in line with everyone else that's fine yeah it sucks that maybe now it's more of a percentage of someone's monthly income than a percentage of someone's monthly income in the u.s but that's not what squares or steam or whoever is going for they're saying this is the price we want to pay and we have to adjust based on different currencies but shouldn't they have given some kind of warning before just increasing it they just like woke up one day and it was just increased i feel like they could say like hey we're going to increase the price like we'll give you a couple months to like adjust your budget or something Correct. This happened actually recently with uh, Blizzard Entertainment, right? They had to do this for the UK and some other European regions, and they had to buff, bump up the subscription price of like Warcraft and a few other titles they have. And they had to give like a, was it two month warning, something like that. And they told their whole player base like over and over for like a month or two that this was coming. But it looks like in this particular case, whether it was Steam or Square Enix, there was just no warning. So yeah, from that perspective, they're really wrong. But the actual act of bumping it up seems justified from what I can tell. Oh, dude, that seems like a terrible idea because, I mean, Brazilians and Russians already have, like, enough of a shitstorm because they have to live in Brazil or Russia. (laughs) (laughs) What? But now you have to, like, pay, like, like, almost double double what you're paying before just to play this not very good game like come on that's that's terrible like in russia in russia the base game is something like 600 russian ruple dollar things and 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 the sub the sub now is like 700 so you pay less for the base game than you actually do to subscribe to the game like how messed up is that it's kind of fucked. I mean, and, that I mean, is kind of like, weird. Imagine how many people just got fucked out of their rent, like going paycheck to paycheck on minimum wage, like minimum wage. Yeah. Well, I don't. Okay, but I mean, if they woke up one. I mean, but maybe just for one month. But then, I mean, if 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 they're that budget to budget and they're getting fucked out of their rent, then I mean, you can always hit that cancel subscription button, right? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think yeah. that. I think that's well, yeah. the question. I think that it would have been nice to have that warning so they could be like, all right, you know what? This isn't going to fit my budget. I need to back out. I mean, granted, it's not as much. I mean, we're all like, looking at it, it's like, oh, okay, it's going to be, they're going to be paying what we're paying. That's not a big deal. But like, you know, just not even having a warning and waking up and it's like, oh, yeah, it's actually like almost like double the amount. Well, fuck that. Right. I wouldn't want to play this shit. But Skuro, if, if you're in such a bad state financially that your MMO subscription being hiked up a couple bucks is going to make or break your rent that month, I think you have bigger problems. But how many people are that? Like, how many people are that responsible to be like, you know what? I, I mean, shouldn't be most adults should anymore. be responsible like that. I mean, they should, but I mean, come on, minimum wage people like they're not going to be that responsible. They're going to okay, be that is a big generalization, <laughs> and I guarantee you, there come are on. a lot of people in our chat right wow. now who make minimum wage that you just offended. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and okay, and here's the problem with that, Mister Strife is like you're like okay, so if you're poor, then you don't don't deserve to have any luxuries which includes playing video games which you've been playing yeah. for the last three years like what you're just pissing off your veteran player but oh oh yeah they don't care about veteran players though so and, and honestly i mean Chuck, it's not just that right it's it's that if you 
you're right. They should have given a warning. But at the same time, if they're setting a flat price for everyone in the world, and that's the price the company, for better or worse, has determined they're going to sell this for, I mean, asking them to sell it to, for cheaper to certain regions because those regions are poor. At, at that point, I think someone in chat said this, at that point, it's almost more of like a charity thing than it is running a business. And I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just trying to look at it from the perspective of the business. It doesn't seem like it would make sense for them to be like, oh, we should discount this in these regions because they can't afford it. Like, at, at what point is discounting it worth it to get another purchase? I mean, you have to look at it like that, right? Okay, well, if we're looking at that perspective, like how many people are going to drop off because their, their sub is literally doubling? I mean, how, like, how many people play I from mean, Brazil or Russia in the first place? That's what I have to ask. Like, if they lost their entire Brazilian or Russian fan base, would they take a big hit? Because if so, they should probably look back into that. But well, that doesn't seem like a very justifiable, justifiable thing to be like, oh, well, fuck them if they can't pay it. Plus, I know? think it was like, just through Steam, right? Where, I mean, if you're playing on Russia no, and PS4, were you so. still were you paying more? I don't know. Because it sounds like it was Steam's internal calculation system. I'm, I'm not I don't sure have if the it's details of Steam that exactly. or not, but I, it, that, now that just doesn't make any sense to have Steam uh, sub cost different than a normal Final Fantasy 14 sub. See, and I logged you, out because you guys all suck. If, like, if the company, <laughs> yeah, if Square Enix said like it's this price, right? It's twelve ninety five, whatever the hell the price is per month, and then Steam takes that price and then adjusts using their own system uh, for different currencies. So like if I open up in Russia, it's going to show me like their currency at a different price. Right. And it's going to handle that automatically. Then yeah, obviously if, if steam adjusts how they convert to, from one currency to another, yeah, it's going to fuck people over. So really, I guess it's nothing to do with square Enix if that's the case, it's just steam f either fucked up initially and then fixed it, which became a problem for some people, or they changed it without warning. And now it's a valve issue. Yeah, apparently it is just Steam only, which makes even less sense. So definitely do not ever buy the 14 version of Steam. They're getting yeah, fucked I mean, like left and right, honestly. Yeah, I mean, because even in America, we've had issues with having the game on Steam. So it just seems that it's, yeah, not a smart idea specifically. All right, but now we can talk about the first cool thing, the only cool thing that really happened this week and what everyone's waiting for is that on Tuesday, patch 4.05 has dropped. Yay, super exciting. Um, we saw battle changes, job changes, as well as the addition of Omega Delta Scape Savage. Dun, dun, dun. I just downloaded this patch this morning. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. So you're an expert, Jack, so you want to start that? I know, he, logs, he, he goes on our chat and he's like, oh, there's a patch to download? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so we can uh, start right off with some of the other stuff. We will get into our Savage discussion a little bit after, but let's take a look at the other things that were dropped in patch 4.05. Um, new furniture! Like a big, Whoa, cool hey. elephant lamp for like those med, those Merids and the Anantas. They're kind of cool. They look <laughs> kind of like Indian based, right? I don't know. They're cool. Um, so new furniture, go buy it. Um, also, the lost canals of the Uz lost anals <laughs> of Urnzernair of Uznair of of Nair, like hair removal. Um, yeah. yeah, this is basically Aquapolis, guys. Yeah. Is it any different than Aquapolis? Not really. You know how they had the goblin in Aquapolis or whatever that would drop like extra treasure if you killed it? Yeah. They, have this, they have the equivalent, like a different mob. Literally. So then, is like. The catfish? 
Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so you get a gazelle skin map this time. That's the name of those maps. You you, you randomly spawn the same like RNG rate yeah. as Aquapolis, and you go in and yep. you pick pick two doors and you go to the next treasure room. And and you have about the same RNG as you did with Aquapolis. Okay, so uh, it's Aquapolis, but a little bit prettier. Sure. Cool. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, so maybe. <laughs> I mean, people are having fun with it, but I mean, we were already having fun with the Quabbles before, so yay, recycled content yeah, and no new quad. content. All right, cool. Um, du- <laughs> duty Finder leveling. In, Good job, in- Adiro. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> in the Jeez. next... Hey, shh. I'm leading this. Shush, shush. Um, in the next um, exciting news of where Yoshi P said that the leveling roulette would not ever have longer queue times, they have now decided to ignore the uh, the language settings in leveling roulette so that you get a queue faster. Because, you know, it's causing zero problems. So enjoy playing with like, French and German people if you don't understand them. Oh, because I fucking talk to people in my queue. I no. do. I don't talk to anyone. I Nico likes talk. to make friends. I, I get like a little like, good morning. I'm like, you know, what? go fuck yourself. I do. And the if people don't talk, I call them out on it too. I'm like, oh, we've got a quiet crowd in here tonight, eh? And like, I make, I, I make people talk. Hey, hey. Nico's the person that I vote kick for harassment. What? <laughs> Just for saying hi? As soon as I can, I'm like, vote kick for harassment. What? Yeah, and then Nico, as soon as what, like, about, what? Nico, what about all the socially anxious people you're freaking out? What are yeah, these people? They just don't want to talk. You're giving them panic attacks. You could have killed someone you wouldn't even know. Man, that's I mean, really rude, I Nika. suppose, but what if there are people that get anxious and people don't talk because then they think someone's mad at them or something? So I'm helping those people. Okay, so you uh, save one person but murder four others. That's really, really <laughs> bad. Trade. Where do you get that, that data, the ratio there? Don't worry about it. It's sound. I, I validated it. It's real. <laughs> anyway, the He's leveling roulette is having no problems with cues. Um, listen to Yoshi. Uh, no, that, like, I'm still having <laughs> shit cues as a DPS. Like, what the fuck? I'm still waiting 30 minutes for my shit. It's I've never gotten sarcasm. Sarcasm. Oh, oh my god. You yeah. know, okay, so actually, this is actually a, uh, a nerf for English players because now all these Germans and uh, these Frontiers and all these <laughs> other foreigners are stealing all our American good people and they're just taking them and like putting them in their foreign parties. So right. now, actually, English people's cues are going to go up from this. Thanks do you know how a many, lot. Do you know how many vote disbands I get from the French? What the fuck? They just want to give up way too early. Okay, is that a joke or is that actually happening? There's some serious generalizations going on right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's what what I'm hearing too. I mean, already people suck if they live in Brazil or Russia, apparently, and now all French people are bad at leveling roulettes. I mean, we're... Hey, hey, Russian and uh, that other country, Brazil, are not suck. They're just poor. Oh, okay. But you said it sucks to live there. Yeah, it does suck to live there. I didn't say they suck. It just they have bad fortune to spawn in a shitty world. So you're like going to spit your American privilege all over them and say, ha ha. That's I mean, this is an what, American When did server. I ever say ha ha, Nika? I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just the marking on the, the current status of Brazil and Russia and I'm saying, sure oh, are. it sucks there if you're poor. I mean, I guess if you're Vladimir Putin, it's not such a bad place. <laughs> Because then you have, you know, two countries. I don't know if we want to go down this path. (laughs) I don't think we do either, and I don't know why we're going down that path, so I'm moving on. Um, In terms of other things they think weren't broken but are still really broken, um, tank damage. They decided that, oh, yeah, we're not actually going to change back, you know, the the tank damage to be from VIP, because why not? Because that would make too much sense. So they decided that instead of doing any of the cool things that they're supposed to do, they decided to add a little tiny bit of strength to the tank accessories. 
Actually, this is probably better than the going back to the previous way because this so? is why? pandering as fuck. I'm curious to hear Hold why. On. why. Hold on, Here, here's why. If they had gone back to Vit giving giving strength, there was a lot of problems with that. They were like overinflating like how much health we had, and I it's it depends, right? If they want to adjust the mechanics and the boss fights to deal higher damage to account for the inflated adjustment that's fine but as we've all seen they can get be a little lazy with that and they clearly don't have the people so they're not going to take the time to adjust all their encounter balance and design to account for an adjusted hp inflation so instead of going back and redesigning and rebalancing all these fights it was just easier to throw a little a little bit of strength on there so that they had just enough damage that it didn't seem like they needed to go all the way back to the 270 accessories like it's not the best solution it's definitely a band-aid fix and there's definitely something else that, that could have been done here. But in a, for a quick fix, this was probably the safest route. Yeah, and I mean, everyone's still melding strength onto their uh, accessories anyway. Yeah, it just, it, it's like now instead of actually putting into better stats, they're just like melding more strength onto their shit. Like, I don't know. Okay. I think it's a shit fix. Okay, T. Capelli, I'm calling you out. You're a tank, not a DPS. Okay. <laughs> okay let's not even win. When the literal definition of difficulty in, in rating is DPS check, like, you can't sit here and right, say that but, tank DPS doesn't matter. So, so, Nika, that's fine for us who are, like, you know, trying to do the Savage content and everything. But for a lot of the casual players, right, the problem is top-end players influence the bottom-end players, right? Like, we, we have un undoubtedly, like, this influence, right? So, basically, what ends up happening is if you start falling into the mentality of, like, oh, my God, I have to min-max my damage. And you know what? I feel comfortable enough as a player to take away health to do that because I have good healers and we have coordination and we've tried this before or whatever, Right. The problem is if an average player looks at that and just goes, oh my god, you have to stack strength. Yeah, fuck my health. I, I don't need any health at all. I can ignore all my bit. What ends up happening is they may not have the same skill level, right? Or or the same competent healers in their group, or maybe they just pug a lot. They don't have a static, whatever the reason may be. Now, because of what they're seeing the top players do, they're changing their perception, and they're actually causing all their groups to have a harder and harder and harder time because they're trying to follow a meta that they don't have the skill to follow through with because it's not a blanket rule. It's a, if you can do this, then yes, you can optimize and min-max here. They're just not, they're treating it as a blanket thing. And that's kind of dangerous. And I think that's what Yoshida and like the dev team were worried about. I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, the thing, it's hard to say though, because like the, I totally lost my train of thought, but like the, to me, it still feels really strange that the DPS is what we care about, but, but until they like give us a different way to raid, like I just don't feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like melding things like tenacity or whatever is ever going to be worth it because like no. every they, they, actually like when they tried saying, okay, when Savage comes out, tenacity will be good. So just wait and see. But I mean, like, yeah, I think tenacity has its merit, but I think when looking at the damage loss you get by melding tenacity instead of direct hit, the defense bonus you get from tenacity doesn't outweigh the damage Check. loss. Check some of the more recent uh, theory crafting because remember people are still crunching numbers. Yeah, Check some of the more recent ones because they did it. And a full tenacity build versus a non tenacity build for I think it was Paladin they were trying it out on is only a couple percent off, like very small in terms of damage, and you gain a lot of uh, mitigation hmm. from it. So yeah, I think the number I read somewhere, which I can't state, is was something like eight percent mitigation compared to like one point five percent damage lost. Yes, it, yeah, it was something like that. If I can find the link, I'll put it in chat. 
and it might be a little bit different now too that people are doing something different with their accessories i don't know um so yeah and i mean what what um eo just said too someone else was saying this in one of my uh, roulettes i was running is that right now it might not seem as big but once we get to the higher eye levels tenacity will have a bigger scale so maybe like the next tier of rate it will be more worth it that's what I was kind of seeing. There, there was also but. another another theory crafter though, thinking that there might actually be a, a soft cap on tenacity. So we'll have to see if that oh, that's true. true. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they would introduce like more percent damage moves to like counter the idea of doing full vet. You know, just specifically like for tank busters and everything, just make them all percent damage. Just keep in well, keep in mind though. Doesn't matter at all. Yeah, exactly. And and keep in mind that HP is not. It is while it helps with mitigation, it's not actually a mitigation stat. It just gives you a bigger buffer, like more time for your healers to come in and heal you. So unless yeah. it's like warrior where you're you're getting also getting a buff to how much healing you receive, getting more HP does not help you mitigate more damage and you're only gaining a buffer. Gaining more mitigation at the end of the day is usually much more beneficial, but you have to compare and contrast. Yeah, exactly. What I'm referring to is like, you know, the idea of like, oh, well, we can't go back to VIT because then everyone's going to have too much HP and then it's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. It's like, just literally make it more percent damage moves. And then there you go. You're, you're almost canceling out the idea of stacking VIT. So you can still maintain the damage and everything on top of that. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean- I think, I think tanks should scale off of piety. Just so that way, there's no oh HP. God. We, there's we no just piety. No, he solved stop, it. No, stop. Nika, he solved it. You let the man talk. I want to hear you. this. Th- thank you, Strife, fellow Red oh Mage, who's smart like I'm, I am. I am regretting this every second of this. <laughs> Dude, we're Red Mage bros. Come on. Yeah, yeah, finally. Finally, someone understands. All right, back to the patch notes. Um, for those of you who craft and do fun things like crafting um there are new re- new recipes and master recipe books so that Yay, should be fun. Nobody cares. i'm not sure exactly yeah, what kind of things it's, i mean sometimes once in a while they get some really cool crafted glamour um but otherwise i don't know i mean i like the alchemy one so i can make the songs other than that i don't care that much <laughs> um now for the job adjustments we, we don't have to spend too much in-depth detail unless we know something or care about it at all but we can go slightly over all of the different job adjustments um palin was too op of course so they had to nerf it um yeah i just want to point fucking point out that oh my gosh warriors had one fucking patch of not even like an actual rating tier but one patch where they're like super shitty and paladins are actually top dog and holy shit we had nerf paladin and buff warrior instantly yeah i mean warrior i'm not saying warrior didn't need a buff but like the thing is, is that warrior was top tier for an entire like raid expansion. cycle if not an entire expansion and i feel like why not let paladin have a raid cycle before nerfing it but nope, I mean, that, I'm, just, I'm just biased i know but i mean it still only got a slight holy spirit potency reduction it's not the end of the world but i don't even think they needed that small of a potency reduction like what does that really accomplish I mean, it's it's less strong every twenty or every like two minutes or whatever the recast is on their. I mean, spellcasting. I mean, if you look at their sustained damage over a duration of a fight, I guess it was the safest way to nerf that very slightly. I don't know. Yeah, it's or just, was it a it burst? Feels like warrior pandering. <laughs> I Honestly. mean, the paladin thing was you use the the one move that makes your spells do more damage, and then you sit there and you cast it five times. How do you not know what it is? You're a paladin. I don't know the name of it. I only know it it's by for a quest um, quest cat. 
Yeah, I can't pronounce it. Request, yeah. Whatever. It, it, it's all it's all um, finger button memory. I play a controller. I don't pay attention to names, just colors and buttons. <laughs> so I, I just I just I just say things are my one two three. The thing on the left top button, like I just yeah. Requia requiescat requiescat. I don't know. Um, Helen's love scat confirmed. But then you would just stand there and cast <laughs> poop in your mouth. Ideally, you cast it five times. Poop in your face. Sometimes four times, depending on what. Poop you're in doing. your ear. So now it's weaker. Poop everywhere. Um, Warrior and Dark got a small buff. <laughs> However, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but I have a friend who everyone is telling him now that Dark is the new warrior from the last like two weeks and is no longer wanted. And he was not allowed to go into a pug group because he was a Dark Knight and they kicked him out. Uh, I think the standard thing is that Dark Knights now have the best AOE. Uh, they're second place on damage and a single target rather. And they have the in their middle of the pack or worst on mitigation. I forget which. So they're they're fine. Like you could take a warrior or a dark knight, but they have a slightly different strength versus the other. I think that was the consensus. See, that's what I was kind of thinking too, but someone actually flat out told them like, you suck for being a dark knight. You can't come and they kicked him. It was no, really stupid. They, they must know some really shit dark knights. All I can think of. Yeah, maybe because... Uh, I mean, was he trying to do raiding? Because like there's been like he, a lot of... He was of trying to pug raid, raiding. yeah. He was trying to pug yeah. raid and he, they wouldn't let him come. I mean, come on! It wasn't like it was a machinist or anything. <laughs> any any hard any hard numbers I've seen patch. any hard numbers I've seen have shown Warrior and Dark Knight are fairly close for most things. Yeah, yeah, it, they're they're pretty neck and neck, honestly. Yeah, so I mean, the tanks. Yeah, I mean, I think you, any tank is valid, and I think as we proved strife by our previous raid group, any raid combination of jobs can still work as long as you have players that are willing to make it work. Because we had probably you, the least ideal setup last raid cycle, and we still you made set. it so much harder than it needed to be, Nico. You made it so much harder. What? Because I was a paladin. Yes. Yes. But, but that's stupid, though. Like we just no, talked about how. So now you're saying adjusting. that dark knights are making it harder for people. No. Remember what? No, the, it was different in in Heaven's Word. The balance gap was a bit bigger. Remember when we switched? We had to. Sw I had to switch as a Dark Knight to main tank for AS12. There's a reason yes. for that. Yeah. Well, that was magic because of magic mitigation, wasn't it? Yeah, but there were some other bosses that could have helped on too. It's because Paladin was garbage in Heaven's Word. Very yeah, true. So why can't we let Warrior or Dark Knight be garbage and let us shine? I don't know. Just saying. Uh, because because they is... learned their lesson from Paladin last time. <laughs> Warriors yeah. yell louder. That's the difference. You know, I think you're yeah. right there. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> they're the ones that take the form. Paladins were used to the paladins. abuse. We had more mitigation. We could take more <laughs> abuse before dying. Warriors, not so much. It's uh -oh. because paladins are stupider in general. Okay, so they why are you talking? They were worse. Stop, stop. No. All right. Um, Ninja also got a potency nerf. I don't know who added this. That the, it was quoted that it was messing with the rotation Square Enix thought Ninja would use. I don't know if anyone right. plays Ninja. So what happened? Right. So I'm not exactly sure what the difference was between the two rotations, but basically there was a forum post or something, a Q and A from Yoshida, and he basically said something along the lines of, "Well, when they did their internal testing, they came up with a priority order or rotation or whatever you want to call it that they thought Ninjas were going to be using, and some Ninjas found out that they could use a slightly." different one and i'm not sure if this is the move that that was part of that but they made adjustments basically so that ninjas wouldn't use this other rotation because it was significantly better than the one square thought they would oh. use if it was hmm. if it was just a little bit better they probably would have just left it and been like good for you 
but I, I think that the, seems yeah. like bullshit though yeah right <laughs> like play this I, game the way we fucking want you to or don't play it at all God yeah because it. I mean look at, I, mean, in the, I don't want to keep but, falling back to F of 11 but like how many times did people find out ways to use jobs differently and Square Enix yeah, is just like and, letting us roll with it and, and that's really much cool. Of, no, that was a problem. You, you guys turned, converted a debuff class into a fucking tank class and caused balance <laughs> problems for years. So no, listening to your community is not always the best answer. That's fucking insane. Like, well, I'm they, glad- basically they, all they did was they went around it by being like, all right, everything casts AOE now. So you just wipes your fucking shadows and you couldn't use it as a main tank anymore. Like problem fixed. You just like have to alter like the the state of the actual fight, and they're like you right. know, let's just be but fucking it, lazy and worth it. It's not. It's not that it's lazy. It's just that it's a lot easier to maintain relative balance among jobs sometimes if there's not really weird outliers. And if they're saying that you know this moves updated damage in the rotation that ninjas had figured out <laughs> caused significant increase that they weren't ready for, then they either have to nerf the whole class and assume everyone's going to use that rotation, or if the majority are still going to use the normal one then they have to bring the other one down somehow. And this was probably their way to do that. It's remember balancing, balancing. is not, it's, it's like an art and a science, right? It's like a combination. The problem is I don't even, I've never, I've looked for the rotation. And I can't even find what this other supposed new rotation actually was and how much better it was. Supposedly square has been very tight lipped. I haven't seen any players mentioning it. It's really weird. So, I think they just wanted to knock Ninja down a peg and just decide <laughs> to give a reason right here, I guess. Because on the Maybe. surface, it doesn't look like that big of a nerf. It's like a really small potency nerf, but apparently that makes a difference. So I'm not sure. I, don't I, know. I think it's just the greater thing of them nerfing like an idea of like, you know, hey, I want to play my job this way, the way that I want to play it. I think mean, that's kind of bullshit. But, but I want to be an ice mage who only casts ice spells. <laughs> okay, but see, like, out of mana because right. I'm the coolest and I have super awesome white um, hair. Yeah, apparently there have been red mages shit. too who also don't use the melee aspect and just cast. Just saying. Well, that's oh dumb because I'm a melee red mage suck. and I only use well, the melee attacks. Well, that's well, God that's, damn it. God damn also, please go. <laughs> go. Yeah, no. In all seriousness. Oh my god. In all seriousness, though, like if you don't use the melee rotations red mage, if you're missing out on fair flavor holy, you're you're just it's a, you're mathematically gonna do shittier. You're like, a that's horrible person, a and you should drink bleach on your free time. Oh, that's that's, that's uh, that is that is dark. that is a Monero level like kill yourself insults there. That's <laughs> not. Dude, this is Gotta supposed to be a happier you know show, no. man. Happier. No, 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 the fun no. okay, people are what? here today. You know what? No, I fucking approve of that, girl, because red mage is the fucking easiest stupid class to play ever. This is a fucking 2.0 job. It's not that easy. It is it's, so it's fucking easy. easy. It is it's, it's so easy once you get the hang of it, dead. but, you know. No, it's no, it's fucking easy five. if you have a fucking brain. Oh, I use my fast spell so I can insta-cast my slow spell. I do that 800 times and now I have mana and then I press 1, 2, 3, and then I boom. Well, you're yeah. being, wow, making fun of your own class. The, okay. the hardest, Someone the only some, thing, the only salt. thing that requires any thought in Red Mage is uh, knowing when to use acceleration and when to like use your procs, your verstone verifier in what order. That that that's a tiny bit of thought there. Everything else, it's, unfortunately, it's as Justice said. It's the, pretty the good. tiny bit of thought is, oh, I should use my black matter increaser when I have more white. But you also matter. do a ton of DPS, so stop bitching. And instant raises, stuck instant in raises. Yeah, that's true. But now, but now you're like stuck as being healers sometimes. What? No. <laughs> what? Red Mage is never a healer. Shut up, Nico. Yeah. Um, except for when, I like, other, except when the other healers really suck and die, and then you're left raising and healing everybody. Nico, well, then Nika you're like, d- get fucking get good. 
Yeah, Nika, don't talk about our healers that way. They could be listening. I'm not talking about our healers. Our healers are good. I like our healers. Mim, Mim Nika and Callie. Her raid group. Mimi Callie, you know what she means by that. I didn't say it. It was her. No, I said that they're awesome and I wouldn't I wouldn't trust anybody else to heal me. Anyway, Dragoon is also still having some trouble. They got a lot of buffs. Um, I asked our resident Dragoon Escalia, and I mean what he was saying, I can't remember the exact quotes he was saying during our raid, but he said that it, it feels better in terms of like how quickly you can get damage and build up, but it still didn't feel satisfying as a Dragoon and it still wasn't right with Garrisgogol and why he wasn't able to use it when he should be able to use it. So it feels like like they're kind of understanding Dragoon, but still not understanding it <laughs> so it's it like they're gonna listen to warriors who want to be buffed but not listen to the dragoons i but, guess but it wasn't a, da- a number thing with dragoons it was the fact that they take so goddamn long to get into yeah. that state where they can use all their cooldowns and like their big damage that in fights like susanu where you have a long break they would just lose everything and i think that they must have just been nervous about doing a last minute like oh my god let's restructure their design to make that not happen anymore and they decided to just band-aid a bunch of shit in the hopes that it would feel at least okay in the meantime i think at this point we'd have to wait for 406 or 41 to see if they uh really fix it because if you think about it that's not an issue with the numbers of dragoon that's a pure issue with their kit yeah. okay but what about monks and their poor greased lightning stacks that's a bigger problem that's in it, my it's, a, it's a lot easier for them to get it up quickly. Look at the uh, the duration of. I think Dragoon takes like a minute and forty seconds before the last patch to get into their yeah. state. That's okay, insane. but basically like and grease lightning. There's three of them. But there's a there lot are of three greases and three lightnings. There's so much more they have to <laughs> cut up. There's a lot of things. Oh my god! Oh my god! God damn it! <laughs> There are a lot of things now that will help Muxnex. They increased um, Grease Lightning with Stormblood by two extra seconds, and there's a couple moves that will refresh Grease Lightning and that kind of stuff. So it's not as bad, and I think Monk is able to get to its top damage faster than Dragoon is, and that's the issue. Okay, but I have Grease Lightning stacks, and they're going to run out, so my problem is a lot more important than Dragoon's because I'm a Monk. Have you ever played Monk? Yep. I, of course I've played Monk. Okay. <laughs> I've played Monk to... What awful level is that? Uh, it's le- Oh, level 60. See, I know all about Monk and their stacks, okay? And stacks for Monk is much more important than whatever Dragoon thing has. I will say, though, that Samurai does feel more fun, so I have dropped Monk for Samurai, but... Oh, yeah, speaking of Samurai, so Nika and Stripe, (laughs) I have a question. Okay. Uh, How how is your Samurai responding to the Dragoon uh, buff and the Ninja nerf? How is your your raid static? We don't have a Samurai. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's a good one uh, okay but but seriously what what's what's their opinion on it um no, no seriously nika doesn't let us do a good meta she said it's not allowed that's mm, no Wait, i thought people said they didn't want samurais because it doesn't have that much raid utility uh what <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you like hitting it's, DPS checks? It's, or no, it's, it's weird. So it's weird. Like, Samurai's raid utility is being top DPS, but there are a lot of people that are saying that that's not good enough raid utility. Why would we tank a Samurai who can only do a slashing debuff if we already have a ninja or warrior? It, it depends on your overall comp, but although to that point, Nika, we do not have a ninja or warrior. I so. know. I want, I want to play Samurai. Yeah, I want to play Samurai, but Samurai's not a tank, so I can't okay, play Okay, hold it. on. Stop. Pause. Pause. I mean, I guess Escalia could play pause. Samurai. Are you sure you guys are like raiding Savage? Because it sure doesn't sound like it to me. It's definitely it's really, not it's really, first team here. It's, it's really the Nika and Friends crew. I have never claimed Nika and Friends. I used to do like heroic mythic raiding and wow, you know, really hardcore shit. Ever since I came here, I've just been holed down, held back oh, by the Nika. Oh, please. Please, you could leave at any time. <laughs> but you choose to stay. We're not holding And then you can here. get a samurai. 
Now, Escalia or Surin could play Samurai. Technically, if Surin had switched to Samurai, we would probably have a better overall DPS uh, what is What is Senpai playing? Monk. Monk is his love. He, like, Ugh. eats, breathes, Yeah, he should definitely switch everything. to Samurai. He's, lev- he's actually leveling it right now, so we'll see if he likes it. But, I mean, I'm going to be really bitter if he gets to play Samurai and I am forced to stay on Paladin. I really like Samurai. Okay, so hold on. So you have Dragoon, you have a monk that should be a samurai, uh, you have a red mage, and I, I have to assume your your fourth is a bard, correct? It is now, yes. Oh, oh it is now. We, we didn't cool. have a, a final DPS, so in the last year we had a machinist, and but then he left and now we don't mm. have anyone. Um, Mika, so we got Mika a bard. Him off. We got a bard. <laughs> I didn't scare him off. Gosh, you, we all love him. And I think he was in our chat earlier. So he's he's hanging around. Um, but no, we got a okay. bard the other day. So yes, we have a bard. Thank fucking God. So, yeah, just, just kick that fucking bad monk with a samurai. You'll be good. Oh my God, stop. No, he's <laughs> if he goes, I, mean, I go. I, I told, I told, uh, what was it? I told Ascali the only reason we have him is so he can give me the piercing debuff for Fletch. <laughs> See, he is still here. Hi, Fufu. We love you. We miss you. Um, but speaking of machinists, though, um, machinists did get buffs. Um, Skuro, our resident machinist, do you want to say if it's any, any better? <laughs> is it any better? That's funny. That's funny. No better you, at all? You, you good. No. Okay, so what happens is they basically are like, you know, we see you're having problems with your DPS, but there's some people that can't play this class very well. So let's make it easier to play. Oh, but you still want damage buffs? Yeah, maybe later. We'll, we'll figure that one out. That's essentially where we're at now. So, like, is it any better than it was? Really? Does it what? do any more damage? Fuck no, it doesn't. Okay, so what? it's still... Does it do less damage? It doesn't, doesn't do less damage. Well, hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. Skura, are you sure you know what you're talking about? Because I watched your stream yesterday, and I saw you click almost every button. Okay. So that could be okay. that could be holding you back. It's same. global cooldowns. It's like you know, you have more than enough time to click at least a little bit. I don't click everything, uh, but I do click. Hey, I saw I, I saw a lot of clicks. A lot of clicks. Wow. Shots fired. Shots okay. fired. All right. So I'm the clicker and Nika's the one using a controller. All right. Okay. So you're both bad. Strife, are you a clicker or are you a... Nope. Keyboard, keyboard. all keybound. PC master race. Okay. So at least we have one good raider in here. What okay. do you do, Jaxa? <laughs> I don't raid because but it's the, not but fun. But how do you we, play? What? How do you play with your hands? He plays correctly. That's the answer, Jaxa. Stick with it. <laughs> yeah. I play correctly. Do you, I do you one, click? I one, two, three, or four, and then I click the ones that are farther beyond that. No, but you see, I play the easy mode, easiest class in the game, Red Mage, so I don't actually have to need to press the mm. button. I just click everything. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so we have some people in here saying there's a, like a flat 3% buff. Y- yay? You know, like, literally, that, that doesn't make you any better than the Bard. You still have let's, no damage utility. Your utility is basically shit still. Oh, let's let's um, compare, right? Let's look at the utility. What are the yeah. utilities machines brings to the table? Uh, you have disable. So 5% for 10 seconds. Right. You know, make that count. Um, then you have 5% from your hypercharge for things like 22, 25 seconds or something like that. And again, that's like a massive nerf from the 15% you were getting before. So just overall, what you're offering as opposed to Bard's like 15% crit chance, like... It's dog shit. Like, sorry, Machinist. That, that's why you're getting backlined. That's why I don't bother trying to find a group right now. And Machinist doesn't have a piercing debuff at all, right? trying to take my fucking guns. Machinist doesn't have a piercing debuff at all, right? Oh, no. Not at all. Well, does Bard... Only Dragoon has that, right? So yeah. it still benefits yeah. that. So then, so then what makes Bard so much better? 
again, you can cycle all your songs and they all have 15% crit for the whole party. 15% or is it 3%? 15%. I'm pretty sure it's 15%. There's no way it's 15%, Skirt. Yeah. That's Can we, get a, we have someone in chat to clarify? Yeah, some are. Hard. It's here. definitely 3%, Skirt. There's ev- okay, Battle Litany is 10%. Oh, yeah. right. never mind. My bad. It's, it's actually by 2%. It's yeah, it's... Oh, oh, but it's direct <laughs> 15 hit. 15 and 2 are really big. This is very different. Yeah, and sure. direct hit is different than crit. Yeah, direct hit is actually Those are baby crits. Right. Better. Like, for example, the only people who, like, really care about crit are going to be people who proc off it, like, I think, Bard and, and Monk. Monk yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking of Battle Voice. Battle Voice increases direct hit by 15%, right, but which that doesn't still is very solid. Time. Yeah, yeah. So does, yeah, what's, what's Machinist like? Still, I would rather have that than Dismantle, where I think it's like 5% what's damage. Big move? Is that all? I think, I think, 5% I mean, damage or 10% damage for five seconds. Well, let's think about this for a second, though. So, we, yeah, we probably have to simulate this out, but if people, you know, time this correctly, where they line up their cooldowns with these Bard and Machinist buffs, who comes out on top? I think that's the question. Or if you mix and match different jobs, like, like Ninja versus Monk or versus samurai things like that who comes out on top i think we'd have to simulate that out but it doesn't seem to me from my perspective that machinist is as far away from bard as it was before Mm. okay here's the problem is that machinist still does less damage than bard and their global uh, utility buffs are still less than bard so and basically you're playing machinist because you have a gun and you'd like that but and then right now, like, right. there's there's the whole entire measuring heating and everything, like, overheat to get your wildfire going, which they nerf wildfire by five seconds, and it's just... Overall, it just feels like it's almost better to just play Bard in almost every, why, every instance. Why, why do you want to watch the world burn? I don't understand. I, I want to so bad. I mean, because it's because the flame okay, like, Skrull, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna say I do feel you. This is why I love Paladin so much. Everyone told me it was shit, and I didn't care because Paladin was my soul, and I feel it, and I understand how you feel. You love it so much, you're gonna stick by it until they fix it, right? Yeah, well, Paladin is also the because I don't have time to level other jobs. DPS. It's also because I don't have time to level other jobs. Like, do you know how long it takes to get out of fucking 60? Holy um, shit. Not like, long because I'm almost at my fourth 70. It doesn't take oh that long. God, something, something, Palace of the Dead. Well, See, let's just stop. I could do that, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go play Overwatch. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna play other games that want me to play them instead of trying to nerf me into the ground. All right, so we also have uh, Black Mage got some quality of life adjustments with mana and cooldown reductions. Yeah, Black Mage seems in general since uh, Stormblood to just be better. Like, yeah. I haven't heard anything bad about Black Mage, anything, any rages, any, everyone just kind of saying it's, it feels better. Every Black Mage I know just gave me a thumbs up, said nothing else. <laughs> just pretty much. And then we got a um, plethora of healing changes. Um, yeah. like so much that like I couldn't understand it enough to list them um, I do know that Astrologian no longer gives like cooldown time or whatever game before but it gives you crit now that's cool um, it's still not as good as balance which is, has been reduced they nerfed by balance well I also heard that balance was really really OP and it actually should not have been that high in the first place but I, yeah yeah so i mean so i guess that makes sense so now you like to give their damage reduction a little less um does scholar no longer feel like the lulls healer because i know nobody was wanting to play scholar for a while saying that it's like dps was now nowhere near what it used to be and why would you play scholar scholar got a little bit of a dps increase and they got like more stuff on their off global cooldowns but <laughs> Yeah, but still, so a little better, but not still as. Scholar is still extremely boring, but they're usable now. So 
Yeah, something, someone just pointed something out in Chad's kind of funny. Astrologian giving crit instead of damage dealt or whatever it did before, or cooldown reduction, I forget what it was, is actually an indirect buff to Monk and Bard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Although, you don't really ever want to give the crit buff if you can give the balance buff. But yeah, no, it, just, it basically just removes a bad card, and now you can actually and use that, it. And now it makes it usable instead of just tossable. Yeah. yeah. And, now if you, and now if you keep getting that card over and over again, you have to use it over balance if you can't get it for shit. Yeah, that, I guess. Um, and, then, and then White Mage actually yeah. got a, a, a cooldown back. Uh, plenary Indulgence change. So, so Plenary Indulgence is, I'm not entirely sure even how this works, but it was something that would proc when you would cast cures on other people and then you would get to do like a bigger charged up something or other. And apparently it was like really bad the way it was and it just like nobody liked it and everyone said it was shit. So instead, now they make it like proc after, it's 100% proc now, every single time you cast an AOE and then it stacks depending on how many times, but it only lasts for 10 seconds instead of 20 now or something like that. So now you have to like spam AOEs over and over to get it to stack up in order to use plenary indulgence. Why would you do that? Okay, well, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, are you seriously the Savage Raider asking why you no. would want to stack a, an AOE no, heal why would No, free? you have to spam AOE heals to get it to stack in the first place. Um, yeah, okay. Um, it's You know what the one stack is? 150 potency for free AOE. All right? That's if you just do one Medica or one Medica two. If you have, I don't know, a giant ass limit break hit that hits your entire party, you do Medica, Medica two, and then you get another free giant, uh, like 300 potency AOE heal for free. And that's you know, if you don't okay, even sure. need to cure three. Juxta, I just want to let you know a raid spot just freed up now that we're kicking out Nika. So if you want to, oh apply, my god, let me know after <laughs> this, no, dude. Okay, I was voicing these concerns coming from Mimi the day that the patch dropped. He's our white mage, so that's where these were coming from. Okay, but the chat is saying that in a four in um o four s not a anymore in omega four it actually does help because apparently there's a ton of AOE damage there. So I guess yeah, sure. So what they made this entire white mage change just for one raid? That seems true. Yeah, one <laughs> like, okay, no, it's another tool in your giant toolkit of awesome white mage abilities. Like people who are complaining about this just are either super casuals that can't think ahead or they're retarded because having another tool to solve for AOE damage means that your astrologe can actually do damage instead of needing to heal. Just, but if you use it in anything else, that means you're just spamming AOE heals and overhealing when you don't need to in order to get it stacked yeah. up to where it's usable. And that who, in, who in cares? Most, it's free. In, yeah, but to get it there, it's not free. You're just overhealing instead of doing DPS at that point just to get that to stack up. It's not. Oh my gosh, Nika, do you ever do you even play White Mage at all? No. <laughs> I know it's 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 very very obvious. Okay, here's what you do. Well, when a boss in a four man dungeon does like an AOE, you just do Medica two plenary indulgence for free heal, and then you can continue on DPSing because your uh, Medica two yeah. heal over time is ticking. You don't need to heal after that. Maybe then you can have your scholars and astrologers pump. Don't up more don't days. you fucking maybe. But when the thing you're is, no, I'm saying if you just throw it off. Right, but if you can, okay, but that 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 plenary indulgence stacks every time you cast an AOE move. So you cast Medica and don't have to heal, then your thing isn't going up any stacks either. Yeah, that's why you cast Medica two, which is weaker. But then you have 150 free potency afterwards off the global cooldown. But, but isn't it better to cast it when it has more stacks than just one stack? Who cares? You don't need that much stacks. In O four, apparently you do. <laughs> okay, well then in A4 nah. you do cast Nika, you're not <laughs> <laughs> I don't Justin, know Justin, Bas this is usually where we go quiet and wait till she burns herself out Basically what I was seeing though is that at least now plenary is usable, it's just not what White May doesn't necessarily want it to be specifically. Yeah, but like, I mean, look at what Fufu said in chat, right? If you just pop Medica do and then 
plenary, you could just kind of coast in casual content at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's true, I guess. Or hell, if you're missing Susan and he does like that spammy AOE, like, there you go. Right. Remember, not all changes are for the top end. Some are also to bring the bottom up, right? It depends. So again, every single change they're making is catering to the casuals and not caring at all about everyone else. Okay, got it. Um, Hello, are you playing the same game we're playing? I was going to say, I think it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. This is definitely a change for raiders, though, because it's a a giant free AoE heal. AoE heals are expensive, so getting a free one? No, I I totally agree. I agree with you totally on that. I totally, I really do. But it just seemed weird that they wanted you to say like, oh, well, it can stack up to like however many times it can stack to make it a super awesome free AoE heal. But you're like, yeah, but I'd have to spam like Medicare Cure 3 a bunch of times to even get it up there. Right. So Nika, it, it's true that this looks like it was made specifically for maybe one mechanic that we have right now, like an O4S, but it's a change that gives us, like Jackson was saying, just another tool in our toolkit. So maybe there's going to be another fight in the future that's very similar to some of the situations we have in O4S in the future. You don't know. Yeah. You judge from fight to fight. Sometimes this is cool. Sometimes you don't give a shit. Right. But apparently Square Enix is OK with updating jobs on every point zero one patch. So, I mean, like, why don't they just change it every time there's a new raid and not make it so stupid? Because data. Because oh, data. That was obviously a troll response. I was not serious. But this is normal for any MMO developer, right? You wait till your hardcore content comes out, especially at the beginning of an expansion, and you wait for some data. You don't jump the fucking gun. All of the changes they made in 405 are clearly like little band-aids, very safe changes so that they can just sit back, let some data come in, and figure out what's an outlier and what actually needs to be changed. Okay, that I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, I wasn't serious that they should just adjust every job in every single patch, but like, it just seems like that's they're totally okay doing that. That it wouldn't be hard for them if they really. Okay, yeah, it. and here's here's the thing. This has more utility than fucking tornado kick. Okay. Yeah. Very true. I mean, tornado kick is good in everything. Don't even raids. say <laughs> anything except yes, you're right. It's Jackson. good in everything except raids. It's good in everything except when you want to keep your grease lightning stacks. Oh wait! You, you want always want your grease lightning stacks. If you know your stacks, but if you know your stacks are going to drop, like when a, a boss Stop. is jumping, then you use it. Stop. It's good. It's really strong. I like it's it. It's not. Anyway, it is really strong. Okay. I'll tell you what, Nico. When the boss is at one percent health, you feel free. No, like Siren used to do that all the time, and like A one, especially when like the guy would jump up, and then he knew his stacks were gonna, would drop, so he would use tornado kick right before the boss would jump, and then you'd have to like walk across the arena for the stupid puddle shit. Like it's definitely a thing that's worth using in certain situations. And more fights than just plenary is good for, apparently. You want to know what's better than that, though? Samurai. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue that. Not, yeah. not arguing. All right, so we you got new stones Stones of Creation. They've been that- added, so we have... Uh, uh, <laughs> We can cap out our tombstones again for up to a hundred or four hundred and fifty, like always, yeah. like last time. Yeah, you did it. Was anyone surprised by this? No, absolutely Snore. not. Like literally the exact same stuff. Boring already. Yeah, and it's and it's so much easier. Yes. I feel like to even grind. I feel like we get so much more. I don't know if it's just because I'm doing more. You guys of the don't enjoy right now, running but... two. You you don't enjoy running one of three incredibly easy dungeons a couple times a week every week. There's three? There yeah. are three. There are three extra <laughs> dungeons. Yeah. I know. Wow. I know. Have That'll you, change soon. And they're going to add only one next patch. Well, you know, but, only one. No, they're only, I think, oh, well, yeah, that's true. They're only adding one next patch. But no, Juxa, the reason there's three is because one of them is the is from the la- end of the storyline. That counts yeah, as expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's actually sense. only two extra ones on top of that. 
Yeah. All right. Um, so, but we do have a caller on the line. Oh. Uh, Piggy Mixqui of Siren. I want to talk about Siren. 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 Okay. Siren. 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 No, no. Siren is then it goes woo woo woo. Siren is a server on Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh my god. Does it sizzle? No. Hi-o. Hi, Piggy. Okay. Hi, Piggy. You guys missed me already. I know. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. Where are you at, bro? Um, not that server. Missing your piggy. Wow. piggy oh no! Oh no! I just tried to stop myself from logging out, and it logged me out again. Fuck this! I hate this. Why are we doing this? <laughs> You're so bad. No one else is logged out, Nika. <sighs> yeah. Casual. We've all been touching our keyboards, Nika. Where you been? Oh, controller. I'm like paying attention to the outline and like actually God trying damn. to do stuff. I'm trying to actually be good at this sort of. Okay. It's <laughs> like you only have one screen or something. Maybe. It's amateur hour. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about, Piggy? My, my question is, Nika, how are you having problems getting with hunts? What do you mean? Like, like you said, you, like you sit there forever waiting for people to show up to hunt. It's, okay, never so what it problem. seems like there is is there's one hunt train of about 20 people that does every hunt. So if there's any other hunt or they're doing anything else at the time, nobody shows up. There has been multiple times where I have been shouting for at least 10 minutes and it's me and like two people standing there. And it takes... I want to say 15 to 20 minutes before the entire wave of people shows up. It's, it's really, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in Nico's defense, I've seen her like begging and link. She'll be like, can, can, can someone please come out here? Like, yeah, like <laughs> no, <anyone>, please. <laughs> We're like, I've just been staring here for, for, for a while. I mean, this hunt, I mean, he's real pretty, but I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of want to slaughter him and nobody's here. Maybe if you're a samurai, you could solo him. Oh, the, yeah, I no, I, I do have samurai, samurai and I can't solo them. So, Get good. You're probably bad. Have you considered getting good? What? I am good. Just <laughs> went <laughs> uncertainly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also possible that, like, I mean, because people are saying in the chat they don't have that problem on Gilgamesh. So, I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with our population or just that people don't want to grind hunts all day long because now that there's three instances and three times the hunts, nobody gives a shit. Pretty sure uh, Sargeras no. is like third most popular or third most populated or fourth for us right it's like fourth I, did yeah. you say sargeras oh, i said sergeant tanis i heard sergeant anus <laughs> sergeant danis there you go Jux. <laughs> i mean you sh- i i don't i just don't see how you're having a problem i had one hunt link shell that was constantly posting and there was always like 30 people there at all times yeah you probably just don't have a, a up-to-date hunt link shell nico yeah that is probably it's your issue. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm trying to yeah. check the, the frame rate. I looked like the frame rate on my shit was dropping and I was scared for a second. <laughs> Sorry about that. And uh, as far as rating goes, I recently just started getting into savage rating. And, oh, nice. How far are you? Uh, we are still trying to figure out... We're, going, we're doing everything blind, so we're still trying to figure out uh, O2S, so... Yeah, we got it down okay. to thirty-two percent on our fifth poll. That's, that's good. It's better than what run- Nick is doing. Yeah, we're running it. You know, samurai, which is me, a red mage, a machinist, and a dragoon. Ooh, uh, we should probably swap it off that machinist. I was gonna say yeah. so close, so close. You know, I'm even gonna say maybe the machinist swap, uh, maybe the dragoon swap. You know, a couple things. No, dragoon is good. They have what? a good YouTube. They have I... litany. They have a okay. Tether. They got battle litany. They have yeah. best friends forever. Tether. They they're they're good. <laughs> hey, that they tether. Let me crit for almost fifty k on O one S. Let me just wait. Uh, wait you, did you say you were gonna have like a machine? Did you have like a samurai? 
Oh, I have a, yeah, I have a samurai. Okay, so see, he has a samurai, Nika. Come on. I have samurai. Are you, but I'm not but allowed to play it. I'm not allowed to play it. You're not allowed to play it? It's not a tank. You gotta assert yourself. You gotta be the dominant one in this position. But the, I, it's not a tank. <laughs> Make it a tank. Sir and honey, I'm sorry. You have to, you have to play tank now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, he will, he will never do that. I think he has way too much like anxiety of pressure to do that. He would never do that. Um, no, just get him to play samurai, and uh, everything will be fine. Yeah, I mean, he said that he was actually scared to level samurai because he was scared that people might make him switch from monk to samurai. <laughs> He's like, I just want to play monk all the oh, time. They're, they're going to, yeah. But Samurai's you know, I mean, in all in all seriousness, I mean, th- these fights aren't exactly crazy difficult. We should be fine. Regardless, but yeah, that's For I mean that's what I said. I'd agree. I think O2S has more of a DPS, uh, more of a DPS uh, check on that. Well, you know, if we just let the tanks do the damage like they should, then it wouldn't be a problem. That has nothing to do with the tank damage. With, with, with your off tank damage, yeah. With or my nerfed sp- holy spirit damage. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so meaningless. Well, it's nice. It's, it'll be easier for you guys now, Strife, because now Nika's actually playing a viable tank now, so maybe you'll be able Shut to up. progress now. I mean, the other tanks are still beating her on the meter, so that's weird. Okay, you hear that bus drive by? Are you telling me Is that's... this why you don't stream your raid nights, Nika? Because you're embarrassed? <laughs> no, are you Is telling this, me... This is because you play on controller. Okay, let me tell you this. You're whoa, telling whoa, whoa. me that a Dark Knight not in grit the entire time should be able to out-DPS, or should not be able to out-DPS a Paladin in, in Shield Oath the entire time? Like, let's be real. No. Lo, lo, a Paladin Shield though should not be out DPSing a Dark Knight in that's not in grit at all the entire time. Sounds so like shut why up. are you in shield shut up the up. whole time, Nico? Well until the end because there's Aren't you shirking jerking? Right? Aren't you shirking? Why would I shirk when I'm the main tank? I don't want to give anyone my right. ability. I just gotta oh, put the- oh my god! Do you not know about shirk jerks? There's no tanks no in in a raid? I'm not gonna do that. Hey, I mean, chat. She's, uh, she's only done O1S and that's the only, like you don't really need shirk for that one. You absolutely don't need. I'll give her that. that. I'll give you that. You need it for damage, though. Sure. If you're gonna stay in sword oath the whole time. What? You're right, Nika. Maybe tank damage is our problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not shirking. I'm really confused. Bro, do you even shirk? I shirk in Susanu when I like. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait. Okay, Just hold on. Swap. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The reason Nika has to stay in uh, shield oath the whole time is because your healers are bad. Can your healers not keep you up if you're not in a tank stance? Well, not the, like the first time we were clearing it in progression. Like, no, that would be stupid. We haven't cleared it a second time because it hasn't been a second week yet. <laughs> like, once we know the mechanics, yeah, I'll start doing that. But like the first time you kill it, that's just stupid. Uh, I'm sorry, raid parties nowadays, if you fuck up on the first pull, uh, you're getting kicked. So that's unacceptable, Nika. Especially if you're a machinist. Just so you know, I, I've, I've seen that all day yesterday. I had everyone getting fucking kicked from my party. Scarra, you ever what think that maybe it's because it's you? <laughs> no, because it wasn't even me doing it. Yeah. I had this fucking scholar calling every motherfucker out on my party. You don't think like, you oh, have a reputation? Shit. That, like, <laughs> you don't think people know your name? Like, maybe? maybe. <laughs> I, I draw the toxies, that's for sure. Yep. Skiro's name precedes him. (laughs) 
I got one thing to say though. Sure, go you, for you it. Hating on controller players, dude. I play samurai on a controller, and I'm max DPS in all my parties Don't most of the time. Encourage her, piggy. Okay, oh, yeah, but that's because samurai is the easiest job in the game aside from red man. Imagine, imagine how much better you do if you had a keyboard. Not what is wrong with like, me and you are here. machinist brothers and you're pulling this crap ever <laughs> since no ever since controller crossbars have had it li- added the cross ones where you can like double tap and add stuff like it's so easy it's to play in controller thing. it's it's so awesome i don't understand why anyone would complain about that no and if i was still playing machinist i could probably out dps you square just saying oh okay <laughs> hey, i thought we were cool dude all right i am let's chill i still like you more than nika okay that, that's right. <laughs> that's not much of a consultation <laughs> But I okay. love Juxa. I mean, for being the mo- one of the most hated people on the show, then yeah, you know, I'll take it. More than Nika. <laughs> mm-hmm. Reason why I like Skura more than Nika, he was the first person to talk to me. He made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's wow, that's pretty funny. Okay. I mean, okay, I just figured you were a troll and didn't want us to talk to you, so that's why I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I didn't know what was going to be behind that if I said anything. Like, all of a sudden, once we got your attention, you were just going to, like, make it worse for everyone. So I just decided to stay back. I'm a civil pig. Well, that's good. (laughs) Then I won't eat you. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Piggy. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So speaking of Savage Raids, I mean, Savage Raids were dropped this week. That's the final note on our patch note uh, reading. Um, Wait, that wasn't normal? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, you'd think. think. Um, So, yeah, you mean you activated by talking to the little bloopy machine, and all of a sudden it's like, you can do Savage now. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Now, here's where, you know, we don't, I I don't know. It's, It's Savage, but it doesn't feel as different from normal mode as Alexander's did, and I'm just not sure if that's a good or a bad thing at this point in time. Like, people, there have been, cl- yeah. like, groups of, what? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree. Like, the, the very first fight, it's very, it's almost like all the mechanics of normal, but smashed together, and then maybe, like, one or two new ways of doing a mechanic. And, and like, it. and they just remove the railings. They're like, oh, don't fall off now. Yeah. Like, it's not that much different and so now i'm not entirely sure if they did that on purpose or if they're just getting lazy or i mean i guess a lot of people are saying that yoshi p's like announced that you know the first two are going to be pretty easy and i'll I'll say even like the second he did say that it's fairly easy but it's kind of a shame because when you look at like you know a10s and like that fight was completely different from like the first one i mean there's like a few things that carried over but it was almost an entirely different fight and that was the second fight. And it felt like really cool to like when you actually beat that. The second one, like I feel like when I finally actually beat it, because I've gotten to like 9% in rage, I'm just not really going to enjoy it as much because it's just kind of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and it's I feel like what we were talking about this when normal mode dropped is that even in general, they don't feel like they're a lot more f- fun in terms of mechanics um, in terms of normal mode. But like just the fact that they are, again, isolated bosses in an isolated arena there's not even any like trash for us to run through in normal modes like they always remove those from savage modes anyway but just in general like i feel like they're getting lazier and lazier with development of raids you know you know it's funny years and years and years ago uh i think like 2009 there was like a raid in in wow where they did this they had like no trash trial the crusader or whatever and basically and basically it was four or five bosses. I think it was four bosses in the same circular arena and then the floor yep. got smashed and you dropped down for the fifth boss in the basement. Yep. And yep. And it was pretty cool, you know, for like the first four weeks maybe. 
And then Blizzard came out after that raid was over and they moved on to other stuff, saying it was one of the biggest mistakes and regrets they've ever had because they realized that without trash and an environment for people to move around, the monotony and grind of raiding like overcame people like rapidly faster than ever before. And it turned out people actually enjoyed having like an environment to go through and, and trash to fight, to introduce them to mechanics and other things like that. And so they vowed, they wouldn't, they vowed they would never do it again. And it's been like eight years and they haven't. And and it's just funny to see square learned this. See square square sitting there like years later, just going, yeah, I'll be fine. They love it. They love it. They they do a lot of EX primals. We should put out more EX primals, but we're going to call them raids. Yes. Yeah. And see, the problem is they have to make up like the time that trash would take elsewhere. So now you end up with nine, 12, 14 minute fights. And that's just tedious when you're trying to learn it. I mean, I think some of the savage ones that are like, what, 11 and a half minutes, which is fine for an enrage. But again, you have no environment. You have no buildup. You're just kind of teleporting and going, all right. Here we go. I mean, and literally in this, when we talk about um, Omega, whereas it's like, okay, I'm going to create this like digital made up space to literally teleport you inside. We're like, oh, remember, okay. remember the tutorial for Omega, like, like the stuff you had to go through in the storyline to unlock Omega. Yeah, that? that was actually pretty why cool. The, why the fuck wasn't that part of the raid? Like, why is your yeah. group going in and walking through those paths and killing those trash and leading up to a boss? Just, yeah, like, why sense. isn't that, like, just, like, a zone? You know, like, how hard would that have been just to have, like, you know, hell, you could even have, like, alternate dimensions just, of, like, different it, creatures fighting and shit around you. Like, it, how, it, oh, it, that, that really would be cool. too much development. It's that there's a yeah, black, say, black space can, around us. No, but I mean, be, like, like it could in, just in, be, go ahead. It could just be simpler than that. It could just be there's an instance you walk into or you teleport into or whatever with your group, and it has happens to be the Delta Scape where we queue in now, except you can walk down the path and physically go to the boss and only your party can be in the zone. It's just like a normal fucking raid in any other game. Like it's it doesn't they yeah. didn't have to do anything crazy. See, and I just want more of a setting like, you know, I mean, we, we had it with uh, what was the last dungeon where you just like literally have like Garleans fighting like uh, what you call so it? Like and just like, ran- like yeah, the one in Alamigo. Or so you just have those random like little fights starting. They're they're not even really doing damage. It doesn't really fucking matter. But, but it you gives, and you like, get to setting. see all your NPCs. Like I made it my mission yeah. to find where every single NPC in Alamigo is located, and I now oh I now know where all of them are. I can tell you where any of them are if you ask me. And it's I know really she, yeah. She slowed down one of our runs because of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I couldn't find Merlewib. I had to find her. She's right at the beginning. But like, so, like, how um, hard would it be to have like just like a setting like that? Like just yeah. stuff going on around you. Doesn't you have to do anything with the fight? Doesn't fucking matter. And then just have like a little path where you kind of fight some mobs here and there and whatever, and then you get to your big fight. Just to feel like, like, we're like actually, a bubble or something. They would have had to change their story though. Instead, they make this completely no. uninspired story where they can just they, teleport. They wouldn't because the story is so they, good. They wouldn't have had to change it much. <laughs> they already have it. They already have the instance that you walk into by yourself and go through and fight these things, and Sid is there, and then the behemoth comes out and all the other shit. They already have it. Yeah, they have it. It's just yeah, solo instance content. This is the Omega Cell games. So Basically. it just Battle makes you wonder, strongest. like, what their frame of thought is in this point. Like, are they really just getting lazy or do they think that that's what they want so that more casuals can raid? Is that what they think that we're asking for as players? Because let's be real, like, well, they do. Everyone in the chat is saying that three and four is a bit steeper in terms of its difference from normal mode. People still cleared it within like 24 hours, like all four of them. Now, when we look back at previous Alexander raids, it took like a week at least. <laughs> Okay, actually, hold on, hold on, yeah. I'm going to defer to Strife, who is actually intelligent. Oh my uh, God. Strife, <laughs> when was tier, or was Omega 4 cleared? 
Uh, I think it was less than 23 hours after. Was it? Okay. Was it, was it under than a day, though? Yeah, it was less than a day. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, so, and here, here's silly. the fucked up part. Someone was telling me that, like, oh, my God, anger at FC. And keep in mind, this is not to diminish their accomplishment. They did an amazing job. But someone said to me, I think it was yesterday, oh, my God, anger at FC. They just, they went, these guys got to be, like, top in the world, just, like, some of the best video game players ever. So I'm like, huh. So I looked up their website. I found out they raid in multiple MMOs. In fact, they have a WoW guild that doesn't even make the top 10,000 in the world. (laughs) So I I only say that, hold on, I only say that not to diminish their accomplishment because it's incredible, but to bring it back to what is the relative difficulty of these fights? Like, are they actually that challenging? Oh, I mean, that's true. Because if you're saying that, like, the same people are really good players, however, in WoW, they struggle because the raids are harder, and in this one, they're a lot easier, so they can world first. That yeah. is the, the, the last the, the raid that came, there's a raid that came out the same day as ours. The same day as, like, I think normal mode for us, or something like that, in WoW. And the last boss took the top guild, like, what was it? I have the number here, like, 749 wipes, or something like that, before they could down it. Like, it took, like, two weeks or something. So... Oh, yeah, so you're th- we're sitting here going, oh my god, our content's so amazing, it's, it's so challenging, it's incredible. Like, wow, these people struggled a whole day, they just did nothing but play. And then I'm sitting here going, oh yeah, the second to last boss of the last WoW raid took 453 wipes, and the world first for the final boss took 654 wipes. So are we, really, are we even challenging our player base? And it doesn't matter, maybe it's that the dev team thinks that no one really cares about raiding in FF? So they're just like, eh, fuck it. We don't care. I think it's like, that they don't care because the raiding population is such a small community. And I think they're hoping to get more people to do it. I think that was part of their thing is like, oh, it's the 1%. Why cater to the 1%? And yes. I, yeah. Like, and maybe that's just. If they, if they do like super savage, like coming out of this, like, you know, the, the other plus, if they were to do that, I'd be kind of okay with this kind of being pretty mediocre. I just don't like the fact that both the, like the first and second fight are fairly mediocre. Like, there's one mechanic that'll fuck people up because it actually has to, like, involve you having to communicate that, like, mechanic to people and then pick a cardinal. But outside of that, like, O2S is, it's kind of a joke. The only I'm, thing is it just does more damage. I'm pretty sure that Yoshida already said that the Super Savage or whatever content coming the Odd Number Patches <laughs> is, like, one fight. I think that's what he hinted at in the last oh unit. God. Yeah, they said, yeah, it was weird. There wasn't, I mean, I think even that interview that Mr. Happy did with him, they said that he wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna be just like a, um, v5 savage fight but it was going to be something that was different that we would actually be excited for that's what yoshi's claiming but if yoshi thinks that this is the kind of rating we're excited for i am not too yeah i don't omega, like understand the, what people are excited about the, the first two fights have left me so uninspired if it wasn't for the fact that i watched the video of like v3 and v4 and went okay there's something to look forward to yeah i think i might have already quit okay, like i'm, well, that, see, I'm was- that uninspired Here's the biggest problem with Final Fantasy XIV raiding is that you only technically get two bosses a raid tier because uh, O1 and O2 are basically gimmies. Like, they're yeah. all things considered, they're not that difficult mechanically. It's just a matter of learning the fight and then doing it. Like, it's not hard. So, at the end of the day, you have A3 and then A4, and then that's basically it in terms of your, quote, hard raiding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, even the DPS check for O1S is, is a joke. I mean, I did it with, like, no materia. Oh, yeah. There's, so, there's and that, I wasn't but, even, like, lowest DPS. I was, like, second again, highest DPS. But again, I think. 
I think Square Enix is trying to find the balance and just not understanding at all. Because yeah. like let's I mean we look back to 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 Gordius. Um, I know that I mean our group was probably not the ideal one to look at here, but we had a struggle for a few weeks where we had actually cleared <laughs> all the mechanics, but we couldn't clear that final DPS check because we just didn't have the gear and we're not world first players. And I feel like when you end up having artificial difficulty to that point where you're wiping at one percent because like two people don't have their max weapons yet like that's not real difficulty so like i don't want that anymore but like do we really want what we have now where there's like no dps check and it's really easy i I don't know yeah i don't know i mean even like the healing check at least gets picked up in o2s so it's not bad but again i just feel like there should be a there shouldn't be like just two gimmies like that shouldn't be a thing in the fucking game like i understand like the first one would be a gimme to get people kind of into it and then be like all right the yeah, second one's gonna be a lot more hyped up you know but again like two gimmies that's like half the fucking raid and then it's like all right well now you get to look forward just to three and four especially because i find it so interesting like i know scurry you're doing pugs and i know there's a lot of people who are clearing this in pugs like treating pugs like it's a static practically and i feel like in terms of previous raid tiers people wouldn't I mean, the people would still clear in pugs. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like people were not clearing to this degree in pugs no, people, until after it was already um, unlocked for the weekly, and so that way not, you could just repeat yes. it over and over. Not not just that though; that their item level had progressed to a certain point that they were just pushing through the first two or three fights with no problem. That's not happening right now. Like like Skuro said, he didn't have materia. Neither did I when we killed it. Really? Like, we're sitting. No, <gasps> you we're gimp- sitting. I don't get. I that one percent wipe is your fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is that group? Oh, sorry, Nico. What, what's the 600 DPS gap between you and the other tank? Let me know how that happens. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> basically, basically, um, regardless of that, my point is we can do bare minimum, right? Our dragoon Escalia didn't even have like you know Susano weapon, right? So like we're sitting here, not even giving a shit, not having an optimal comp as we've already said before, and we blew through the first savage fight in no time. I did a pug and we got pretty far with O2S. It looks like it's not going to be too much of a problem for us. Uh, O3, three three savage looks like, okay, this is going to be where the fight begins. But if all we have for progression is two fucking fights and they're going to condense our goddamn loot tables into four bosses, we change jobs and we still can't go back into the raid because it's linked to a character and not a job. There's no motivation for me to do anything outside of raiding. It's okay, I'm in max, I fill out my materia and now I'm just going to sit here and wait for the next week. There's nothing else to do. I mean, these are fun because, again, like it's like new dungeons. Like they're fun for like, the first like maybe week that you do them. Then after that, it really just bottoms out. And like, imagine like how easy these are going to be on farm. Like, how motivated is your savage group going to be when this shit's on farm? Like for the first two runs, you're going to be like, oh my god, all right, we have to get through this like like one through fifty on a uh, you know deep dungeon. It's just like you just have to grind <laughs> through. It's fucking miserable. You know, like that, that's where I'm kind of nervous about, because again, like I appreciate like that. It's fun. Now it's pretty, like the mechanics are pretty cool and they're not very hard, but it's like when it's just on farm, it's going to be kind of weak. And like, did any of us feel that way during Alex or during coil in a way that like, wasn't super face bashy? Like, I feel like everyone, when we look back at rating, we think, Oh, coil did it right. Is that I, how everybody feels? We're like, Oh, coil had it where like it took long enough to beat, but it didn't feel so face bashy, but it was still hard, but it wasn't too hard. Like, is that still how we're all I, feeling? Or I still didn't think coil was that hard, personally. Also, side note, someone in the chat saying, oh, but you have crafting and maps and leveling other jobs. There's oh, plenty my to do. God. oh, my God. I want to be very clear about something. I want to be very clear about something. When I say there's nothing to do, I mean, in order to progress my character, to make myself stronger, and to coordinate with my friends to down content, which is the main reason I play an MMORPG. It's the main reason a lot of people got into MMORPGs, to be part of a coordinated group, strengthen themselves, 
and down bigger bosses so that they could get stronger to down even bigger bosses. That kind of thriving like addiction to vertical progression, that's huge. If I can't get that out of this game, and I think I'm not alone in this, a lot of people aren't going to want to play it. The fact that if I switch my job right now, I can't go back into that raid. I can't treat my Dark Knight differently from my Red Mage. I have to either give up gearing one to gear the other, or I have to go do easy content to gear the other one up to a certain point and leave it there. That's not really acceptable. If you're telling me leveling jobs is other jobs is fine. You're right. If there's a little downtime, I don't mind leveling other jobs, doing some crafting, whatever. But if that's my main form of content, 90% of my gameplay time, then I think at that point, it's time to look for another game. See, that's a very civil way of saying that. I'm saying go fuck yourself because (laughs) straight up, they made it so there's no fucking reason for you to level another fucking job ever. You can literally just level one job and you have every access to all the fucking abilities. Like, what the fuck is the point? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me that a Honestly. game like... This, this game's supposed to have an advantage over a game like Warcraft where I have to make a new character to level another class. And yet I find myself thinking, oh my god, but in WoW I can go switch from a warrior to a druid and I can still do all the raids that week that I already did on my warrior. That's yeah. a huge advantage. That's a huge yeah, advantage. Yeah, you're not wrong with that. That... I never even thought about it that way. I was like, yeah, I can level every job, but you're right. Like all of my sub jobs, like, yeah, I love samurai, but it's, it's sitting at like tone gear right now. Cause that's as much as I can get. Yeah. Like Nico, why can't we go on my dark Knight and your samurai and go do Omega ourselves? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. We should be able to, but we can't. That's ugh. all right. Well, we do have another caller on the line. We have a uh, con crumb of Marlboro calling in con. How are you doing today? Con. Hello, Con. How you doing? Con, can you hear us? Uh, you might be muted. Give me five seconds. Con <laughs> going once. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Oh, I there we go. There we go. Hi, I'm fine. Kind of sleep deprived since it's, since it's like 6 a.m. here. Oh, well, oh, thanks wow. for spending well, your morning with us. Yeah. I've been trying actually to call you for months, but I couldn't get, wake up on this early on Monday like ever. Oh, I'm glad you're here. I love you guys, and I think your content content is awesome. Oh, but thank you very much. I kind of wanted to touch upon last week's discussion about stats and how they're pretty much boring. And I personally think that <clears throat> that, that comes from the fact that the scaling is linear. And maybe if they put in a bit of work to actually make it like not exponential, but some sort of More a curve when it comes to scaling, it might actually make uh, specking some stats more interesting. And I was wondering what you guys think about that. Um, yeah, I, I can answer this if you guys don't mind. So basically, uh, I think you're right that the stats don't scale enough right now, right? So there's definitely an improvement with Stormblood. For example, we don't have parry anymore thank god like we dropped a useless stat uh they got rid of accuracy you know (laughs) thank god um but but that leaves us with a lot of stats that either there's one clear winner or they're just not they don't do much right and i think it points to a bigger problem with the way they've set up gear in this game is that if i go up five item levels or even 10 item levels let's say 10 item levels on a slot of gear i don't actually really see a physical like like a realistic power increase in this game that's a problem. In other MMOs, if I go up 10 item levels on one or two items, I actually can see myself on a meter like, oh, wow, I'm actually doing more. That actually did something. That's really good. But in a game where every single item we have except for our weapon is a stat stick and our weapon is just a better stat stick, there's nothing else 
interesting here. There's not a set bonus like there is in other games where, oh, well, if you match your set of gear, one of your abilities changes and does something else. There's not, there's not a, yeah, exactly. There's not a trinket or something that you can drag onto your bar when you're wearing it to do an extra ability every two minutes. There's, there's nothing, there's no procs. You can line up your cooldowns when this item is being worn because it'll proc another uh, stat or buff. So because of that, we're left with what crit direct hit tenacity or technically piety and technically yeah technically and then uh something else i'm missing it uh, skill speed spell speed so skill speed first of all is the biggest fucking joke because skill speed doesn't even increase it your auto attack horrible. speed and it, not only does it scale like shit it doesn't do what it's supposed to do and increase your attack speed it buffs your attack damage which makes no fucking sense and i think the reason they did it is because square enix is not about gameplay first right they're about like story and appearances first so they have this obsession, it seems, with their combat system that they don't want to cut an animation. So because of that, they don't want things to go too fast. It's why their global cooldown is, is slower. It's why a lot of abilities yeah. like Hollowed Ground still animation lock. <laughs> and because of that, they're like, oh, no, we can't let things scale too fast. But that holds back skill speed and spell speed as stats. Like right now, even spell speed, the only person who wants it is Black Mage. And that's purely because they sit there and turret. And it's still not great. It doesn't like kill crit doesn't kill direct hit it just it's a little bit better so if they want us to feel better look to the example of like how haste works in other mmos where like if you stack haste as like I, everything i'm going to do is spell speed or haste or whatever you want to call it right then i should actually see that cast bar be a lot quicker i should feel that in this game you don't feel it you'd have to wait to the end tier like you have to wait till all yeah you have to wait all the way to the end tier like the last tier of the expansion and then finally maybe a black mage goes well it's a good thing i sack spell speed because now i really feel like i'm casting faster why do you have to wait three fucking raid tiers worth of gear before you actually feel like your secondary did something yeah, that happens it's, it's, all the time it's because square enix is afraid of haste like like yeah. it was in final fantasy 11 where it was the end all be all they just don't want to have that one end all be all stat and haste was definitely one of them and ever since then like as he's been scared shitless of haste of course now they already have a end all be all which was crit in 2.0 and 3.0 and now it's and direct hit in 4.0 so yeah, I think, and they're I always think gonna have one they yeah, need to get the over only, that shit <laughs> the only two jobs that don't favor direct hit i think for dps is monk and bard because they have things that proc off crit so that pushes crit ahead yeah. but, but what but that's the thing if you have abilities that proc off something, you can make certain stats more interesting, but there's only a couple places for that, and it's usually tied to crit. Yeah, but Saren was saying that he was hearing that things with direct hit could still affect things that are affected by crit, but I'm not entirely sure if that's real. We need to, like, haven't, read the record. I haven't seen that yet. No. Yeah, I haven't seen that either, but he's like, I think it might sometimes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And that's the thing, like, like, the floor of it, essentially. And the reason why this game uh, can't have trinkets like it does in WoW is because Square Enix wants so, so desperately for every single person to be exactly the same. Yeah. That's yeah, why. yeah that, I mean, that's where it goes back to them catering to, to the people who scream the loudest because, because of that, like, there cannot be any disparity between players. There cannot be gear wait, less. There cannot wait. be... What? Wait, you're, you're telling me that a game that has trinkets, set bonuses, and all these things that is literally notorious for catering like an incredibly casual player base and squares afraid to even go there. Think about yeah. it. Th that, <laughs> think about it. Just think about it for a second. That, like wow, wow may have a really hardcore end game scene, but outside of rating, they're known to be like the casual MMO and squares afraid to even encroach upon that territory with little things like a set bonus or a trinket. 
that's a problem. Yeah, it's because Yoshi said in an interview at some point, like they might consider adding it, but they're worried that then that item will be required if anyone wants to do no in content. Shit. No shit. That's and a good what thing. What is wrong with that? That's like that's the part nothing. that's so frustrating. Because then that, it's not as easily accessible to everyone. Yep, there could exactly be mean crazy. people who might not let them join if they don't have it. I feel like we talk about oh this on uh, about uh, about raid parsers and stuff like that. Yeah, that is the exact same thing as why they <laughs> won't put a parser in because people could be mean, and if your DPS isn't high enough, you can't join. And people well, are tough, so mean to perceive not knowing what the fuck DPS is anyway. <laughs> but guys, like, are you talking guys, right now? If you wipe and there's a fucking machinist in the party, guess who's getting the blame first? <laughs> but guys, we don't have spoilers. Damage we don't have we don't have damage meters. How can we possibly know who's not performing? We have to just assume everyone's trying really hard and everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Right? That's how it works. Although we're in a toxic, like we have some toxic raiders to where, again, it's going to be like whoever is like right now non-meta is going to be the first to blame. Anyway, Color, did we answer answer your question? Khan was his name. Khan! Did you have anything else to add? Um, no, I mostly agree with you. I think that they're trying to basically completely annihilate any disparity between jobs and classes and even and gear. Anyone in general. They're trying to make stupid. people who play the same job but are slightly different in skill levels still be equal. And that's yes, not how it and should I be. I think that that is horrible because let's face it that when you look at rating, uh, be it stats, be it uh which job it is it doesn't really matter for a midcore or a casual raider with like creators and uh omega's difficulty it, what matters i mean it only matters for speed kills and hardcore progression so what's the point of trying to cookie cutter everything down when the hardcore people will just get through it and they'll still find some sort of meta it's yeah. just completely pointless Exactly. Yep, that's exactly how it ends up being is just like that. Well, especially nice. you have content that is so like dirt low, like what is the problem with having it to where okay, if I have like this set, my cure like hits two people instead of one or some shit. You know, like that would be kind of cool. Well, just having that, little perks like that would be that, neat. And you don't even need them in lower content. Like yeah. you can outheal lower content in dungeons so stupid easy with like the bare minimum kit doesn't even fucking matter yeah it's yeah yeah, i think we're just at a point where unfortunately it could literally be that that there was just so much complaints when 14 launched and the the player base was so casual that when things got hard square just went you know what fuck it it's not worth it and they stopped now that's just their mantra or it could be that maybe we just need to accept the fact that i hate i'm saying this but maybe we need to accept the fact that the majority of players in this game just don't care about this they're just not in that mindset like and like like dungeons and raids just are almost meaningless there's something they do randomly sometimes and they don't really care they're here to do whatever like it, it could just be that that's this player base now and that if we're not part of that player base maybe we need to accept that and move on like i, I don't know yeah yeah and yeah. i'm actually kind of worried about the future of this game because earlier you guys said that like one of the most compelling content is actually uh, from Realm Reborn, be it Coil or Titan Extreme. But with the way that they got it, uh, all the jobs which from 16 and below, I feel like 
any new players trying to actually get into the hardcore scene and go back and do things like turn nine or Titan Extreme at minimum my level will be severely hindered. If not, it might even be impossible to complete. I, I think that's just a problem with any MMO that's geared towards a vertical progression is that you just hit a point where unfortunately you, the devs and the players have to just keep focus on the current content and going back is really just like a nice to have. So unfortunately, I think that's just something that happens. So we have to rely on Square to keep creating current content that feels good, just like that old content. And then anytime we go back to the old content, it's really just for a nostalgic look back. It's not really for an activity, like a real challenging activity. And unfortunately, I think that's, that's just something that we have to accept. And that's just not 14, right? A lot of games do that. It's just a very normal pattern, unfortunately, with vertical MMOs. Every expansion is a soft reset. Every raid tier is like another opportunity to catch up and start it fresh again. So in terms of going back to do old content, whether that's ever going to be like viable to actually just have players go back and experience Titan extreme the way it was meant to be. I just don't think it's something realistic. Yeah, it's definitely not con. Thank you so much for the call. Do you have any shout outs before we let you go? Um, not really. I mean, I can shout out you guys, guys and all your regular viewers because they're amazing, like Aww. Satori and uh, Melky Thera. But I don't think I have the right to shout out anyone else since I was so disappointed with Stormblood that I simply stopped playing a couple weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. sounds good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for the call, Khan. And if you want to call into Limit Break Radio, uh, you can find this on our Discord, which is www.limitbreakradio.com slash Discord. Hop into the hashtag LBR calls uh, text channel and uh, let me know your name, server, and topic, and I will try to squeeze you in. Uh, into our discussion our topic. exciting discussion and i mean he was he did bring up a good point like what makes these old things memorable and nostalgic and makes them compelling in the first place i mean we all like i was saying before look back on coil as maybe maybe you're saying it wasn't the hardest but it was definitely the most memorable but what makes it memorable is it the mechanics is it the 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 i mean what the dam the i don't even know like the friends you play it with like what makes that content something that you want to see returning over and over again or that you don't get burnt out so easily playing over and over again yeah and i mean even for me like i i joined like writing like entirely late so i mean i didn't really have the pleasure of doing coils when it was current and i mean i it's it's cool it's nice the mechanics are really like intense and annoying on two particular fights but other than that i mean i I don't know, Alexander wasn't that bad to me aside, like, you know, for the very end of it. Like, the very first two runs uh, goes at it, like, four sets were kind of shit. Like, I wasn't really much of a fan of those, and I didn't really get into savage rating for that. So, I don't know. Yes. I, yeah, go first, right? Yeah, I was, I was only interested in Coil because of the storyline. Like, yeah. I, think, I think outside of the last two fights in Coil, in the final Coil, which I thought really cool, and uh, Turn 9, which is really cool. Outside of those three... I never, I don't remember anything in Coil that that came out to me as, oh wow, this is really cool. But you have to remember, I was coming fresh off of like you know heroic rating and you know other places. So it's like, I like SC can't even like lean on that that much because like like Coil was so center to the story that th there's never gonna be a raid that's like that. Exactly, and there's and just never we, gonna be a story like that. <laughs> right, and we all look back on it like with rose tinted glasses now and go, oh my god, Coil, remember back when? And like it's, I, we're never gonna see that clearly. I don't think. Yeah. But I have to ask that then coming from heroic raids or whatever they are and wow and coming to this, did you feel like these are more uninspired right off the bat or were you just kind of like indifferent or how did it feel in terms of comparing to that? 
uh, let's see, I felt that the primals were actually, the extreme primals were more inspired in The Realm Reborn. I thought that they actually had some unique stuff to them, but only a couple of them. Like, uh, I thought Shiva and uh, there's a Titan Extreme were pretty cool. Outside of that, uh, you know, everything was just kind of good. Like, nothing was great. Nothing was, you know, whoa. It was just, like, cool. The, the big thing that jumped out at me is the way Square Enix kind of presented each fight with its own music, at, right? And uh -huh. everything like that. Like, the music and uh, the, the design of the bosses, the fact that everything felt so Final Fantasy, that got me kind of invested. But once that fell away, like, once that, that fell away, and, and it, nothing in these fights, like, jumped out at me as, like, whoa. I expected, based on the first coil, that raids were going to be more like WoW raids, where there was trash and an environment to go in, because I believe the first coil had some of that. What I didn't expect... That's all T3 was. <laughs> right, exactly. I just didn't expect to teleport around from boss room to boss room the same way primals were. I thought primals were separate content, but then I saw that Square wanted to treat raids the same way. And that felt really odd. And then not to mention that because there's only four bosses in a single tier of rating, four bosses that have to last you six months, two problems come out of that, right? One of them is the fact that your loot table gets super condensed. You get two drops per boss for, at the time, what was it, 10 different jobs? And then it became 13 and now it's 15? Yeah. So, yeah, so you get, <laughs> think about that. So you have, you have, and not all jobs share a loot pool with like two or three other classes. Some of them only share a pool with like one or two. Like tanks, right? There's only three that share that pool. Mm -hmm. So, and weapons, weapons don't share a pool with anyone. So best of luck. So what ends up, that, which is I think why they changed the weapon drop for the current tier. But basically, um, what ends up happening is because the loot table is so condensed, for you to feel like your group is getting stronger and progressing, your group of eight people, it's going to take so many more weeks to guarantee that you guys get the drops, even with factory and books and things like that. It's going to take so much more time for you to feel like your group's improving than it would for another group in another game that has double the amount of bosses to go through where the loot is split more evenly. And it's going to feel a lot shittier when that first boss, when you have all the loot from it, because that's a fourth of your content that is now irrelevant. You're only killing it to get to the next guy that week. There's never a chance that no one is getting an upgrade from it now. That feels a lot shittier. And on top of really that... Does. Yeah, it does. And on top of that, um, there is no gimmick fights. Um, Juxta, you played WoW back in the day, right? Yes. Like Wrath? You remember Wrath Lich King? All right. So Uldar, right? That fight had a gimmick fight in it where the first boss, everyone could jump in a siege tank. And you would just use a siege tank to like shoot it down. It, you didn't actually play your class. <laughs> you just jumped in a vehicle and blew it up with shit. I've seen multiple gimmick fights like that throughout the years, right? A treasure room where everyone has to split into their own treasure rooms and beat up boxes and shit to kill a boss. Like all kinds of weird little gimmicky fights. I've yet to see even one fight in, in Square's repertoire that isn't um, either a tank and spank. Done every other time. Exactly, exactly. There's nothing to break it apart. Now, they're saying that they can't hire people that both speak Japanese and are talented in counter designers. But my question is, why does every fight need to be the same quality as like their like coil, final coil or, or the, what we have right now in uh, 3VS and 4VS, right? Why can't some of them be a little easier? Why can't you put an extra boss in between two and three or before even an easier boss that's even easier than the first boss? That's a maybe gimmicky, just just for fun, like just to just to kind of spread it out, like make that make that line a little longer. But would that still? How does that work in WoW? That do you still get the same kind of loot from the easy ones, or how does that work? No, you every boss has its own uh, loot table. 
And yeah, so it's actually like the loot is like more randomly distributed. So maybe the tanking uh, boots drop from the first boss, but that's the only boot drop that's there. Or and then the second boss will have a um, will have like the caster boots and just like it's just like all kind of random. But you have to clear all the bosses to get through the entire dungeon. So it's not like you can pick and choose which bosses you do. Uh, it depends. There are some raids now where you have a choice to go off in a different branch when you're progressing. So after you kill the first two bosses, you can go over to the left corridor versus the right corridor to do these bosses before these. So there is a little bit of choice there. But in terms of the power of each item, Mika, Juxta's right, the types of items are randomly distributed, but the power level is the same for three quarters of the raid, and then it's usually slightly higher item level for the last few bosses. Hmm. So, because the ones we have right now, the item level is the same on everything except for the weapons. Right. 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 So, mm-hmm. we're just... but you also have to remember we have two difficulties, right? Yeah. They they have four. <laughs> and there's, yeah, and there's yeah, like true. and there's loot differences differences in each difficulty. They, yeah, each... Only the only loot that changes is, is item level difference between all of them and the stats based on the item level, not the loot itself. The only loot that's different is the tier sets, the things with set bonuses we mentioned before, uh, where if you wear four of the set, some cool shit happens to your rotation or a proc or whatever, those set bonuses, the textures of how they look are different color schemes and textures based on what difficulty you killed it on, like what difficulty it dropped from. I mean, it's not sure we don't have any gimmicks. I mean, what was the um, Stone Vigil hard? We had that cannon where we just shoot at cannons the entire time. Well, yeah, that's in dungeons. Yeah, Strife was talking but, about having that in like and uh, in raids and stuff. Yeah, why not? I mean, why not have, have a? Why not? Yeah, not an entire fight, but what was it? The one uh, Alexander where one person had to be in the tank and blow up bombs and stuff. Oh yeah, I think it was like, the second fight. <laughs> yeah, the second fight where of, you'd put your dragoon in there because they had the lowest uh, AOE but damage. Even, <laughs> even look at even look at what Square does with the twenty-four mans. How they do like five or six bosses, and like usually one of them is like kind of a gimmicky boss, right? Like they don't. Yeah. Do I can't. If they can do five or six easy bosses for twenty four mans, why the fuck can't they add one I mean, or two? It's into true. Their I do raids? feel like the twenty four mans feel more like raids than the eight mans. Yeah. Like the, especially yeah. Yeah, so this, much. especially this tier around. Like when you get to the normal modes of even Omega, it feels like primals. Whereas the twenty four mans, like, give us something like freaking Weeping City, but with eight people and make it a real boss challenging fight. I think that's exactly what we want. And I don't know why Square Enix is so adverse to like, clearly they have the people to make that kind of content because we were getting it just it, because it's a 24 man duty finderable thing. They, they just make it, you know, bulldozery rather than actually challenging. Or even just the way that brute justice played would be pretty cool. And just having towards like, like tears to form like the actual NM. That'd be nice. I mean, that was cool. A lot of people look at, at Brute Justice as one of the more uh, better accomplishments of the Alexander phase. Um, I mean, like the ones before it, you fight all the bosses that eventually combine and make the bigger crazy one. Like that is that is cool, I suppose. Um, but and, and I mean, even, and, yeah, even even X Death, even like the fact that on Savage Mode it looks like he like com- it's like a completely different fight after a certain percentage if you're able to burn him fast enough. That's really good. Like Square is learning slowly, like how to design the encounters. They're well-designed fights, at least some of them. I'd say three and four in this tier, maybe not one and two, but they are really well-designed encounters. The problem is why couldn't they add, if these are like their top encounters, right? If this is like their strongest design, why can't they add one or two like mediocre ones just to kind of like smooth out that progression chain? Mm-hmm. Or what they just need to do is, along with the 24-man raids, have that be our super savage, quote-unquote, and have that actually have a savage mode where you need 24 
uh, raiders, 24 Savage geared raiders to clear that. And yeah, it's going to be a lot more work because you're going to have to tune four more bosses per uh, per patch. But you know what? Square, uh, Yoshi, wor- uh, Yoshi P's words. Uh, you should do it because you should. Yeah, because developers should. He did say that. And yeah, I'm, I'm just sh- not sure he realizes or he understands I- what that exactly means. Like, those are powerful words coming from him. And I just, I'm y- not sure. Yoshi- Yoshida stood ten, like twenty, not even twenty feet from me at BlizzCon when when Blizzard was giving speeches on fucking encounter design, and it's like he picked up nothing. Like game, <laughs> gameplay first, gameplay first is important, right? Game, gameplay first is what matters. If Square Enix could learn that lesson, this game would be unstoppable. Because look at the storytelling and like the fun we have during that phase of the game, right? And the crafting system is great, right? Compared to a lot of other MMOs, fourteen is pretty strong. If raiding and dungeons are just their shit part, but they're such a core part to most MMOs, what the fuck are they doing? Everything Yoshida says seems to conflict. For example, the new PvP system is being praised, right? It's being praised. Everyone's like, yeah, no, this is pretty good. It's an improvement. Yeah, what happened to pre-mates? You can't queue for a pre-mate anymore. How the fuck is it ever going to be competitive? (laughs) (laughs) That is a good point. It's It's like every time they make an improvement, they drop the ball somewhere in a major way. Yeah. And I mean, and, and what people are saying in the chat too is that the wow rates have like, you know, 24, 40 people, whatever. And, but the thing is, when you think about it in our game, this is what I've been complaining about uh, for, for, hmm? Oh. It's not, it's, you, it's, this, they're flexible. You can go t- 10. Okay. So this is you what I've been, you could go 12, 13. You could have 18 if you want. It's, only mythic, only mythic is locked to a specific number and it's 20. Okay. So if you look at, at the current, multi-man things we have you just queue up in the duty finder and they can't make that too hard or literally nobody would clear it or people would rage quit and it would never happen but what i've been complaining about like everybody knows this is the beginning of the time is that why do we have free companies and encourage only having one free company like not just for the house and the bus like we should have content that requires our free company to do it like give us a 24-man raid where a free company has to coordinate a night where everyone gets together and does it and progresses and works together and make free companies matter and i've been saying this since day one Part of that was just a product of the fact that this game has social chats with link shells. If you took those away and all you had was a free company, it'd be like guilds in every other MMO and guilds would gather together to do raids together instead of statics and link shells. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I it's feel still like there's only... not enough content to really facilitate it, though. <laughs> no, no, I'm that, saying that's it's both. What I, yeah, that's what I think, but, too, is that, yeah, that's true. You might just be doing your raids more with your FCs, but it would only be in eight-man groups. Like, everybody would correct. have, all right, FC group one, FC group two, FC yeah. group three, and then you'd have your own Discord channels. Like, it wouldn't right, be... I'm saying you see that pattern in other games too, where a guild has like four different groups that they run. Like it's it's not an uncommon thing. That would have happened here. But you're right. If you want the entire FC to participate, then you need harder content with higher number of players. Yeah, and like instead of just, and that's what I honestly at first thought they were gonna do with Diadem when they're like, Okay, you have to have an FC airship. I was like, sweet, we can't go into Diadem without an FC. And they're like, Well, you could just do that like queue up one from Ishgard. I was like, Ugh, seriously. And you could, but I mean, like back then it was actually still shit. So like it wasn't even worth well, doing. I, well, obviously, but I'm saying that's what it like, sounded like. We were hopeful for that. They were yeah. going to move in that direction. And then they just dropped the bomb completely. Yeah. So, I don't know. so, yeah. th- so then what if you guys had to like, if we were going to create a raid in this game, that is something that would compel us to not just play for a week and log off until the next week. Like what? I mean, obviously we don't want an FF 11 clone. We don't want a wow clone. What is something that we could think of in this game that would give us exactly what we want? Improve the vertical progression. Like wow. And add extra tiers in the same difficulty, like 11. There you go. Done. Yeah, that's good. 
I mean, also just for <laughs> me, like adding like play. something other than just like you know pinata fighting, you know, just like some kind of dynamics that like I don't know maybe nerfs the boss in a certain move, and if you don't do it, you fucking die. Just anything, really. Like, I mean, hell, even so having. Do you want like different, like but, harder mechanics or more punishing mechanics? No, because I feel like the mechanics are fine. Like the mechanics are actually fun. If it wasn't for just how shit easy a lot of the fights were, the mechanics are genuinely fun for like most of the raid content right now. Like, I don't feel like they need to improve that any. They just need to actually change it so you're not just doing a loot pinata the whole fucking time. You know, you know, you know it could actually help, but a lot having of some wanders, some lore, or something. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, having an environment would definitely make a lot of the casual players probably more invested and, and have, be more motivated to do the raid. Because right, yeah, because right now it's like, oh yeah, kill the boss. But what if it's like, no, you can go into this place and and take down this army of things and then get up to the boss and then kill him. Like, yeah. there's an adventure there, but there's nothing right now. Well, like, imagine, like, if you, okay, you have, like, the boss at the very end of the hallway, and you can go straight to the hallway, but you're going to fight a very tough-as-fuck boss that's most likely going to wipe you, except for, like, the 1% people that are going to be able to beat it. Or, you can go over here, fight this mini-boss over here, fight a mini-boss over there, and if you beat him in a certain amount of time, it'll actually nerf the main boss, you can go fight the main boss. That'd be cool. I mean, like, and that's something. I mean that's why everyone praised them. Wasn't it? T two did that where you could choose which path you wanted to go down to make the ADS's moves different. Granted, in the yeah. end, there was like one ideal route to go every single time, but like you had that choice if you wanted it. And I think people are still praising that to this day. We've not seen anything like even wasn't it fucking T one where you have to stand on the platforms and feed the stupid leeches like shit like that was like a little gimmicky, but also like a, me- a real mechanic where if you weren't paying you attention, know? you could wipe everybody. You know what? Yeah. You know what I think we need. I know what we need. This is what we need. What? And, M- and Mim, Mim, shout out to Mim. This is for you. Here's what we need. Back in the day, there was a boss in WoW where you couldn't fight it unless you fished it up. We need a boss like that. I want to fish. <laughs> oh my God. I want to fish up a boss. I want to have a very high level fisher, fisherman in my group. He needs to fish up the boss, and then we can fight it. He's going to fish up the boss and be like, all right, bear back, guys. We're going to have a smoke. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, he has to continue my fishing. My job is done. <laughs> no, he's got to continue fishing. It could take 30 oh, really? minutes. I don't care. We just got to wait. I'm saying he, it's got to be hard, right? He's got to have special bait. We'll do a whole the real thing. end game right that, there. That's a gimmick encounter <laughs> I want to see. I mean, it is interesting that because all of these are instanced and they're, I mean, I don't want to say necessarily to receive a return of world bosses like they were in 11 because that was kind of horrible. But in terms of like the way that it's set up in such secluded instances, everything does feel so separate and it's really jarring. So like even as silly as what you're saying is, at least it would kind of feel like it's more part of the world, I guess, a little bit more immersive and a little bit more like interesting. I don't know. I'm not saying that's exactly what I would be interested in doing, but... I just want more the dy- more dynamic content to where if I do a fight one way, I can do it another way. Maybe that way gives me more like loot drop or what more seals, whatever the fuck. See, like just something that's different. I think cool. I'd rather just have a new encounter versus a different path to kill a boss. But that's just me. Like, Ghoul says we already have that. It's called S rings, and I'm like, yeah, that's the thing is that everything that's fun or gimmicky or a little bit cute is just put into face roll content. There's nothing that's put into yeah. Yeah. real you know, challenging raid content. And right. I think that's what you, we're you, talking about. Yeah, theoretically, you could have all DPS and just zerg down a hunt. You don't need to have a tank or healer or any kind of meta. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Ixion is. You just throw people at it, they die, you raise them, you just throw people at it again. Like, <laughs> what is and, that's an- yeah. and that's another issue in, in, this, in this game because we're allowed to raise people, granted, with a penalty. Like, a lot of content that people should fail, they're able to kind of snatch back. So that's good, right? It gives you more attempts to try the content. But the yeah. fact that it's so easy to just bring someone back up, especially now, look at the Red Mages. Like, I'm, I've been, what, how many times did I raise in our last fight, Mika? Like, <laughs> a lot. It was insane. Like, 10, 12 times or something? It's insane. Okay, but you can't really, in, like, 
an actual in an actual uh, hard fight if you have one person go down their weakness debuff is going to nerf their damage to the point where you're not going to meet the enrage so yeah but if it's one person you can constantly just keep raising that one person he's never going to get worse than 50 percent stat stat nerf and his health isn't going to go down i suppose all right so uh we do have another caller on the line uh we have rin hikari and from lamia and they want to talk about their raid difficulty rin how you doing today i'm doing good how about you uh, i'm doing great so what do you want to talk about uh, in terms of raid difficulty uh the paper's falling away uh the difficulty of uh omega savage especially in comparison to some of the older content mm-hmm. okay right. so i say when you're looking at a lot of the raid difficulty right now you have to look at some of the changes that were made entering stormblood the biggest change that i think of is the change to weakness and someone mentioned it in chat, actually. Because tanks used to have DPS that scaled off of vitality, weakness had to reduce vitality to reduce tank damage to punish tanks for dying. And now that tanks don't scale off of VIT, you don't get a VIT penalty when you die anymore. So, like, if you look at stuff like A12, if you made it to the puddles at the very end and you had weakness, you were probably going to die again when you soaked a puddle. That was... That was a given especially in the earlier weeks as you get later and you start overgearing it it's less yeah more hp that's really how yeah. you overpower that yeah you overpower it later on but like i think the change to weakness is honestly one of the biggest things that made omega drop as fast as it did yeah because once uh before when you had that hp decrease like it was basically a, a foregone conclusion that you were going to uh they're gonna die again later on in the fight but now uh when you raise someone, sure, their damage is nerfed, but now they can actually survive the raid AoE damage that goes out. So, yeah, that's probably a big a big thing in terms of actually being able to learn fights and progress through the fights. But, yeah. you, but you have to realize there is, like, a, a balance to that, too, because I also feel like that if one person dies and makes a mistake, because, you know, mistakes in general are human, human error, it's going to happen, that if one person makes a mistake, now all of a sudden you can't meet the DPS check, does that really count as difficulty? Like... I, to an I mean, extent, you don't want it to be too punishing. Well, well, here's the problem, Nika. You can you can check the tanks and the healers by making sure that you survive, right? That's how you check tanks and healers. Did you survive? Did the tanks hold aggro and take damage and not die and use cooldowns? And did the healers heal everyone and keep everyone alive? How do you check if the DPS are winning the fight? It's it's a DPS check. You need you need a DPS check at some level. Well, of course, I'm not saying no DPS check, but I mean, like, if one person dies and all of a sudden you're too low to meet the check, I feel like that's that's more of a problem with having a, an eight person. Uh, content size, I think. Well, that too, but it's also this is week one of the expansion. So, <laughs> what's a deep hard DPS check today is not going to be a hard DPS check in three weeks, four weeks, right, yeah. six weeks down the line. Right. So, if you're if you're in a average average group, we'll say, and and you after the first week or two, you're able to kill two out of four of the savage bosses, right? Okay. What about a month from now? And you've gotten gear from those two savage groups and your creation tome. You better be just like ripping through the enrage timer at that point. You should have so much gear. Uh, for, I think it's for uh, X Death, uh, Neo X Death. I was watching Elysium stream. I was watching uh, Layla Bell, the mm-hmm. main tank for Elysium, who world first did a ton of stuff. Yeah, I recognize that name. Yeah, uh, and I watched them wipe for about six hours on the trash pull of four before they finally got through it to uh, Neo. And it's like, okay, I'm like losing my train of thought. Like, it's it's not that the content I think is easy. It's that 
you have, especially when people just sit there and they bash their head against it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, eventually they will clear it. Yeah. And that way of clearing it is going to be the way you clear it every fucking time you play it. You know, I like mechanics, especially, uh, I, I like A11 and people, you know, everyone hates A11 because of, well, especially the speed killers, because of all of the, uh, randomness, you never get the same patterns for optical sight, you know, the same time you'll get like the Shiva pattern. You'll get the out of the middle, you'll get the, uh, markers, you'll get all these different patterns. And so if you're trying to speed kill and optimize, people hate that. I like fights. I want to fight kind of like Shiva, where she switches her weapons, and you have to adjust mechanics according to what weapon she has. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's that's so cool. Like, the bow gave extra crit rate. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was that scripted, the order, or was actually random, wasn't it? So you had I, to actually pay attention, so it wasn't necessarily just a memorize the dance. I don't think it was scripted. It was like, no, oh, it she, wasn't can, scripted, she could pull out any of these weapons and you have to pay like attention. It was like a 50-50 random, yeah. Yeah, it was between, yeah. it was like one of these two, and then the next is one of these other two. Yeah. So you couldn't get bow back to bow, or like mage back to mage, or something like that. Like, if a, if this next one, it had to like switch between the two, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it, it did have to. And... As you people were arguing, you people. <laughs> uh, you As you were arguing about, you know, the first two being too easy, I see that as a blessing because that's getting people into Savage, and that's what I want to see. Even uh, Layla, uh, they did a YouTube video that went over uh, all of the heavens ward and just went over you know like some of the some of the primals not many but they were mainly going over raid content and they said like a5 was perfectly balanced because it was not easy not hard but it was good for getting people into it and if you look at a10 a10 was the same way a10 was a joke it was face roll as well i like it that it kind of scales up like you have in uh 03 right now you have uh the panels they don't just appear in the middle four anymore they appear everywhere and they have a ton of new mechanics that are added. And then you have, you know, like, uh, you get turned to, uh, you get turned into a pig in normal, and there's, like, two more different, uh, there's two more different uh, transformations that you can do. I can't remember which ones they were. Uh, I know Zeno's group called it, like, Barnyard friend or Barnyard Friends or something. <laughs> because you could get turned into, like, three different things. Well, it's like it's pig, it's and pig frog, frog, I think. It's like, yeah, it's like pig frog. And I think there was... Imp. Yeah, yeah imp. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. And then 04, you, do, you fight X-Death that you fought in 04 normal. He's a trash bull. And then you yeah. fight Neo X-Death, which is an entirely new fight, which is absolutely insane. And did they revamp his actual, like, visual image, too? Like make him actually look cooler. Or? Yeah, uh, the, saying, like, you yeah. made him look cooler. Yeah, there's uh, clips online. He's a different yeah. model completely. X yeah. uh, X Def, the original X Def that you fight, or people are calling him X Faust because it's basically what he is. Uh, he looks the same, but you see this giant, like you see the void in the background get like ripped open, and you see Neo, and it's just the most badass introduction that I've ever seen. See, and that kind of shit. That's is really cool. cool. But- Again, yeah, it's like, like it, you just look at the first two fights and you're just like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah, right, but that's what I'm saying. They, they here's the thing though. You're saying that it's it's um it's this great way to uh, promote um actually please don't cue your mic. There's some background noise. Thanks. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no problem. 
So yeah, basically you're saying there's this great way to uh, get people into rating is by making the difficulty easier. The problem with that is that are we getting people into the content for the right reasons? If you're getting into people into the content because the difficulty is easy and they feel like they can just come in and overcome it really quickly, then when the difficulty does ramp up and get harder, those are the same people that bitch and moan and calls, calls devs like Yoshida to go, oh shit, we went too far and then ruin it for everybody else. So it's almost like we need something different that's not based on the difficulty to get people to want to do Savage. Whether that's the gear rewards, whether that's uh, making it like Skuro was talking about before, like a different environment, right? Like getting people to kind of come in and see this room with trash and like explore the story in a way. Like, I think you need something that's not the difficulty to allow people to experience this content and, and to motivate them. If you motivate them through difficulty, you're stuck with that kind of mantra for the rest of your life cycle. Yeah, you're on, you're on a knife edge. Like you can fuck up at any point. You can make it too difficult. You can make it too little. You know, and that that's the problem is that you're just not introducing variety into the content. And I feel like that's where like we're hitting this wall where it's like, all right, we've gotten it to where the content could be as hard as we can get it without pissing off the whole community. But at the same time, when you're like you know, say like you're streaming it, it's the same fight over and over and over again. That's why a lot of the communities are struggling in FF14 streaming because they're putting out the same content that you have to fight the same way every fucking time. And there's like, so wow. and there's so little yeah. variety. There's so yeah. little variety. You have four fights over and over. How many people want to watch the same four bosses for six months? And like people in yeah. the chat now are saying, well, okay, I cleared this already and it feels like the difficulty is just right and I'm excited for Super Savage. Now, are you only saying the difficulty feels right because you know something harder is coming? Like, th for the longest time, Savage has been our end tier rating and the difficulty has never been just right. So for you to say that now, because it was a little feast rolling to a point where you could beat all four in under three days if you, without even trying, are you really, do you really think it's good for what should be considered top tier end game content are you only saying that because they say something different is coming and we really have no comparison to say oh it's going to be awesome we have nothing to base that on i think uh 04 from what i've seen what i've heard my free company has uh three groups that have cleared it now that have been going hardcore since patch <clears throat> um they're saying that it is a pretty big uh chunk harder than 12 like it's just uh, the heal check is insane the dps check i think you have to have 22 or twenty-three thousand raid dps to clear it uh without you know seeing the enrage destroy you and it's like that's i think perfect difficulty 12 was 12 was not easy i think it was kind of that lower medium and i think you're putting it i think between 12 and between 8 is the right uh difficulty for raid yeah, but I mean, you anyone could just kind of you know pick a spot in the in the tiers and go. I think that's the right place because that's where yeah. I well, thought I fit in. Like that, it's well. That's I mean, that's uh, from uh, from the like from the perspective of someone who has uh, cleared most of this content. It's like eight. Eight was probably the most well-balanced fight, and this is not just coming from me. It's coming from uh, most of you know people that were in Elysium, people in my company that have cleared that cleared it way back in the day. Eight was just about perfect. It was not too hard, not too easy. It was it introduced a ton of new mechanics that aren't normal, which is about amazing. Alex, right? Isn't eight, yeah, eight like the hardest of all of them? Uh, That's what I, I think was hearing anyway. O four or O four A four was gear locked, and that was the only thing that actually I think made it difficult. Uh, A eight was probably one of the most difficult because it had an entire phase that was not normal, 
when you got him to zero health on uh, Brute Justice, he then flew out and came back as Wing Justice. And you had to 100 to zero. Right, but now doesn't this feel like they're reusing that mechanic with (laughs) X-Death? Like, we've seen this before. It's not in the same way, though. In A8, you had to take out the Onslaughter. You had to take out the four robots. Then you had to take out Brute Justice. Then you had to take out Wing Justice. And if you fucked up a phase, then you just had to start back from the beginning. Something that's kind of cool about the X-Death fight is X-Death is considered its own... X-Death or Neo is considered its own fight. Once you kill uh, base X death and he gets sucked into the void and whatever to summon Neo, you will if you wipe on Neo, you respawn and you fight Neo again. You don't have to yep. go through. You know, Wait, it's really? Really? so that's why people are saying that it's trash because you don't have to fight him again. Yeah, you right. don't have to fight that him. Again. I mean, you know, bothers me. You know, you know what would have been better to do? What you know, what would have been better to just do a slightly modified version of X death, beat him, get some loot from it, and then have a fifth boss that's Neo X death. Like, you only have yeah, to get X-Death. Uh, X-Death himself, you only have to get him down to 60%. But he doesn't drop loot. Yeah. He's not considered a boss. Like, that's a you problem. Get, you get him to no. 60%, and he brings down a meteor, and if you don't have him at 60, you wipe instantly. And uh, the thing about that, though, is the DPS check currently, at least, is so tight on the base X-Death that by the time you get to Neo, basically all of your shit is burned. Like, you, people are popping hollow grounds and living deads to survive some of his mechanics. And you get to Neo and you don't have those and you're getting massively hit and all of your oh shit buttons are on cooldown for your healers. I kind of like that design in terms of letting you start back from the beginning, like with all of your cooldowns back. That just sounds like it's a di- completely different fight then. It should just be considered be like two a different whole fights. new fight. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, yeah. well, I mean, I guess it's I guess it's fair that it's considered a trash fight then, but like... But we're calling it trash. I feel like in terms of them, like they made the entire battle mechanics of XF for normal. They could easily scale that up for an entire full fight and have given us five raids and then that one would be part of the same raid and it would feel more like we're progressing through a raid. Yeah. Yeah. But without that progression... Uh, yeah. Rin, yeah. thank you so much for the call. Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, 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 comment on? Mm, uh, don't play machinist, play bard. Here we go. Hell yeah. I was a machinist main for like all of... Uh, so you get me. You get yeah. me. Okay. No, they you. indirectly nerfed machinist with this patch. Thank you. You get less <laughs> cooldowns God, off. You don't... Got, like, oh, they buffed it by 3%. Eat my fucking dick. Seriously. Less heat generation means you get less uh, heat uh, cooldowns off. Cooldown has the potency of heated split or heated slug shot, so you're ending up losing overall potency because of it. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for the call, Ren. All right, so let's see. Did we we haven't officially talked about uh, the third fight in uh, Omega yet, right? Not really. I mean, none of us here have actually we, we physically done it. Okay, but you we talking about the, the animal watched, part. I think we've watched videos. That's about it. Okay, so you have watched videos on it. So actually, we ha- do have another caller who does want to speak on the third fight of Omega. Okay. We have Satori Komeji of Sergeant Tanis. Oh, hi, Story. Hey, how's it going, Dexter? Oh, I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing good. Been, uh, uh, so uh, why why do you why is Omega Three Savage such a good fight? Because I hear you uh, you enjoy it quite a bit. So uh, my group uh, we my group uh, we've been together. Well, my group formed during Midas, and I got on it with Creator, and we cleared you know eleven Savage, twelve Savage. So our group, you know, we have some synergy. We've been together. 
So we got through 01 Savage and 02 Savage within two hours. Mm. Jeez. And we spent, I want to say, five, seven hours on 03S, and we've seen Enrage. Where, wow. and the thing I like is, you know, Holly Carnassius, you know, you look at her fight in Final Fantasy V. She's a no, you know, you don't care about her at all. Or him, depending on how you look at the sprite. All they do is they annoy you with, you know, f- Maiden's Kiss. And yeah, just, just make sure make sure you have a, a frog uh, frog removal and you'll be fine. Yeah, frog removal you'll be fine. And then you know, fourteen they just they added so much to it because now it's not just I'm just gonna throw maiden's kiss. I'm playing a fucking board game with you, and you are my and you are pieces I am trying to destroy. Yeah, they <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, they definitely added a whole lot of character to Halle Karnas that wasn't actually in Final Fantasy V, which I can definitely appreciate because I got like, like they should do what they did with her with every single boss in this expansion where like you can definitely tell it there's a definite theme and a definite like direction. And she has a little gimmicky game. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it yet, but like like the one where you teleport and like Pokemon slide around the stands like in the fucking gyms. Oh, that's, that's not even gone in the Savage, Savage version. Yeah, that's gone. gone. What? That's normal yeah. mode only. Yeah. So, no fun for you. Bitch content. Yep, this is Savage. No fun. No yeah. fun. What? Like, like the first like the first part, you know, you're just doing damage, you deal it protein way, which is unmarked. And then you go into the force, first board, which, you know, you have, you have your healers, DPS, and tanks stand in the right spot and not get hit by Ribbit. And if, you know, you're going to eventually fail it, if someone does fail it, then she taunts you with, how can you not set, grasp such a simple game? Are you failing on purpose? And to me, that's the best taunt I've heard from a raid boss. <laughs> that's, that's my new shit on Pugs macro. See, <laughs> no, so then they, they have proven that they actually do understand certain aspects yeah. of this so no, where, no, why no. are they missing Stumbling the mark on something in other by ways? accident does not mean you have <laughs> proof that you made it work this was but, an accident yeah this is a happy accident that just happened no. to happen in this Get out. it's a happy accident there are no mistakes <laughs> but then the second phase you go into something that reminds you of turn six where the field turns into like a, a greenish field and two corners are covered in briars that'll take that'll dot you for half your health so what happens is everyone has to stand in the center, and what usually happens is you'll have DPS run to the safe corner, safe south corner, and you have tanks run to the safe north corner. So when you guys get uh, tethered, you can just run and break the, break the vines. Then this happens again in that same phase, but this time you're forced to forward march or left or right. You know, you, you move based off what the boss tells you to do. So you have to orient yourself, otherwise you're going to kill your partner. Or if you're like my uh, the red mage in my static, you'll run into the bri- brambles. Hmm. Sounds so, like a scrub juxta. What? <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, Satori, would you say is uh, Omega Three is it more a mechanic fight, or is there a pretty significant skill in your rotation required as well? It's both. Uh, it's both. I, okay. I, I really like how they designed it because O one O two should be on the easier scale because. O1, you're just getting accessories and a belt. You're not getting any extra vitality. O2 mm-hmm. ramps up the damage, but at the same time, it gives you vital. It gives you vitality, you know, left side gear. It gives you extra vitality. On top of that, it gives you a tombstone, the early model tombstone, which gives you more weapons. So when you do a three, you got more health. You got more damage to pass the rate check. So, and of okay, course, O3 that, gives that you sounds... the weapon upgrade. In that, when you put it that way, it sounds like an actual 
pretty decent progression of of difficulty and i feel like that really is because they wanted to pull p- more people into raiding but like there were people in the chat before this saying like oh there's only 15 percent of people who raid why should they create specific content only for 15 percent of their population and we've had this conversation so many times but when you think about it the 15 percent of the people who are raiding are the people who are really devoted to this game really love it, and have probably been playing for a really long time and they're the people who really want to see this game get better and get challenging and be fun and be competitive with other MMOs on the same level. So I feel like when you start saying, why cater to that 15%, okay, that 15% is going to get bored and quit. Your old 15% of people who are a little bit more mid-core are going to become that high tier and then they're going to stop paying attention to that group and then they're going to fall off. You can't continually let your top tier people fall off because not enough people do it. So I'm... I'm hoping that this means that more people will do it and then it'll get harder and those people will continue to do it. But I just don't see that being what's going on right now. Well, since this is a new expansion, you need a, you need a kind of a reset in difficulty. Otherwise, if you pull what you did in Goritas, you basically gut your entire rating community because not only the most serious people have a chance at succeeding in a 3S. And it's I, not like Midas helped in that regard either because Alexander Six Savage was a big wall for a lot of people because the, the encounter was overtuned. Because they nerfed the... Uh, was it Vortexer? I didn't do the fight, but the last, the last boss, they had to nerf it in Six. Yeah, they I think, did. I think this only feels as big... I keep coming back to this point, but I think this only feels as big of a problem is because if two out of their four bosses are easy as hell, that's half your content. <laughs> Like, yeah. if, they, if they had more, that we wouldn't be feeling this way. Think about it. What if we had an eight-boss eight raid, right? Let's just say, theoretically, we had an eight-boss raid, and, like, three bosses were just cakewalks, and then two were, like, meh, and then the other three were, like, super hard or whatever. Would we be feeling this way? I don't think so. I, I, mean, I do so the, the big problem with 14, in, 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 which is a stark difference to WoW, is 14 doesn't have as many gear sets. 14 doesn't throw as much gear at you. Because in WoW, you have you'll have very you'll have like uh, for like let's say like I, I did a fire mage in the first Legion raid, and there were a lot of you know drops that you see from bosses that would drop in the same slot. So if well, you know you Legion. didn't kill that one boss, you would hope for another. But the thing is, is as a fire mage, you were hoping for crit. Right, but crit Le- was your end all be all. Right, but Legion also had, and I'll stop after this. But Legion also had horizontal progression with dungeon drops and world quests, and their ability to RNG proc higher item level gear. So they actually had horizontal ways that if you couldn't get it from the raid, you could get lucky and get it from something else. And we we don't have that either here on fourteen. No, uh, well, you, you kind of do with the what the way the dungeon drops right now. It's not random, but you you know spend tombstones and you get almost raid tier gear. I think, well, I think you're, gonna get, you're gonna get you're gonna get raid level gear once uh, tombstones of uh, new shit come out. Tombstones of creation come out. They're That's out. Raid level gear. They're out. They're out. Justin. Oh yeah. Welcome <laughs> we, to the we, we talked about that at the beginning. Hey, you're, hey, you're actually hey. the one that read it. They're uh, they're not <laughs> out yet. They just came out today because I just downloaded the patch today. Okay. I don't, so I don't nobody know. has had a chance to get any of the two tombstones. Okay. I have an early model tombstone and not enough tomes to buy a weapon, so I'm sad. Bad, man. But I feel like then this is going to come. I feel like this conversation, once this super savage thing comes out, could, I mean, we'll have to revisit this because, I mean, I really you mean don't. Mean a primal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are they really just going to make one fight that's super hard? Or are they going to? I mean, I really don't see them retuning every single fight to be a third difficulty. I don't see that at all. I just, 
Now, what I think is going to happen for this Super Savage is they're going to give us the Ozma fight, and they're going to make it require 24 people, but it's going to be the same difficulty as uh, Omega 4. So it's not going to be any harder, but you are going to need 24 people. You know, and that's you know, what's going to make it super. You know what my fear is? My fear is that uh, the Menagerie Extreme is actually what they've been talking about this whole time. Uh, I mean, no, they said that they were specifically working on Menagerie Extreme as a separate trial and that the new Super Savage is going to be something different, but... Menagerie God, Savage I hope so. It, it's probably, it's probably going to be a Neil X-Death fight tuned to on level 340. Ugh. No. Well, maybe. It is pretty boring. Yeah, where so it's that's, only, uh, yeah, yeah, this is why it's different is because it's the only the second phase and you don't have to do the first phase and it's going to be a little bit harder. Uh, you guys, you gotta think about it. Neo X Death is tuned to be clearable in 320 with you know some vitality accessories and some clever planning. They're definitely you know they instead of just having you know your raiders speed run through the dungeon through the rate current raid to try to get you know the best uh, clear times and the best uh, percentiles in FF logs, they're gonna you know introduce some actual battle content that'll get you a title probably. And I mean, and I've been saying this forever too, and it's not that like all of us hate the content we currently have. It's just that when it's the only content and it's so isolated and doesn't feel like enough of something, if we just had a variety of content so we could yeah, literally yep. do all like of it. Or, it's like, hey, or I'm going like, to Dynamis. I'm going to go to Assault now. I'm right, going to go do some nice old. And the thing is, if some people hate a Dynamis, so fine. Then you join a shell that doesn't do Dynamis. Like, there were so many things where you could choose the endgame you wanted to do because the other endgame wasn't for you. Right now, it's literally endgame is for you or it isn't, rather than I, this part of endgame or this I part just, of endgame. I just, I just, you know, coming from both 11, 14, and WoW, I just never thought I'd see the day that WoW's the game with the most horizontal progression. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean the, fact, the fact that when I play it on my account over there that I can do dungeons, world quests, or PvP or raiding, and I have an RNG chance for the easier stuff to proc higher item level gear to compete with my raid gear, and like it's like I can do any content I want, and I can still progress my character. And then I come into fourteen where this is what I'm looking for. This is this is my main game. This is where I want all this good stuff. And yet they don't take anything from eleven, and that was good like horizontal progression. They don't take anything from WoW and for vertical progression or like extra bosses and and like streamlining the loot progression. They just sit here and they recycle their formula for the last, like, four years. I mean, and the reason that things like Salvage or Dynamis were even good, and, like, obviously some of it, we got so bored of it because it was just pulling waves of mobs and bashing them, but, um, like, the later Dynamis and Salvage always had a choice. It's like, okay, we're going to go after this boss to create this piece of gear, and that everybody felt like they were benefiting in some way or another, and it just, I don't know, I just... Like, again, we're not wishing for FF11-2, which a lot of people accuse us of, but there are so many things that got better by the Treasures of Outergon expansion that Square Enix seems to have totally forgotten about. Yeah, and that, to that me, at this point in an MMO cycle, after having a really successful MMO that failed in a lot of ways and succeeded in a lot of ways, to have a new MMO that's this far into its life and not be able to pull off of those successes is really troubling. It's right, just so it, frustrating it, that literally the content boils down to it's always a pinata. It's always a pinata. There's no key items to just pop NMs and go like, you know, pick your adventure and pick the way you want to actually progress. It's always just the same way you do it over and over again. Small, small, small format content isn't exciting. There's no challenge to it. So it's just you face rolling against the keyboard with three friends. Yeah. Yeah. So Tori, thank you so much for the call. I got a, I got one thing to shout out. Okay, go ahead. I want to give a shout out to Fuck Trash. I am glad they're gone from raids, and I never want to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you too. Uh, you may be in the minority Fuck in this story. In this call. 
Fuck trash. There, there's Fuck a difference. But listen, though, there's I'll a difference. I'll meet you in Wolves Den, bro. Honestly, like, <laughs> the way that they did trash in the previous Alexander's, I don't think is exactly what we're talking about. Like, yeah, it was cool that we th- felt like we were more going through an area rather than just being teleported into a circle arena. But, like, it still was just like, okay, we just have to get past the trash so we can finally start practicing the boss. Like, even if it was just like coils, though, it's like, oh, hey, here's this little fucking junk buster 3000 and it's going to kill me faster than the actual raid boss does. Yeah, like, I think the way they did Faust was kind of cool trash. Like, rather yeah. than, you know, like just not having just something else in there to make it feel different we don't really obviously the other trash was really frustrating because the main fight was the boss because it was literally trash but there are ways as other mmos have proven that you can create quote-unquote trash that also feels compelling and none of the alexander trash felt compelling why why are the trash why are the trash mobs not showing me a a simplified version of mechanic from the boss i'm about to see why are they not helping me learn Trash should add to the boss and the fight and the right. and the overall lore of the world you're exploring. If it doesn't do that, then it literally is trash. And there's no point to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how 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 you can ask you spends the first half of the raid fight teaching the mechanics before throwing them at randomly at your face. Okay, see, here's here's the difference. Like, you can either have trash or you can have boss fights when uh, where like the first like half of the fight is just doing trash. learning learning the uh, the fight. Yeah, that is trash that you could like mechanics that you could learn from a trash pack. But instead, instead of so you don't have trash, so you have to have that all those like little learning mechanics at the front of the boss, which you have to go through every single time you do the fight. Yeah. I mean, even like in salvage, like I, I keep remembering this like fight where like there was like three gates and like they all spawn mobs out of them, and you have to keep them alive until you get like the mini boss to come out of it. And if you don't, then you fuck it up. And you yeah, then you, you lose know. the item because you didn't yeah. do it right. Like there's exactly. just little like, things how like that. Cool was that? that? That was actually fun. And they could even do shit like that in this game with even RNG, where like if the boss spawns, you get an extra piece of loot to not dilute the, you know, to give them more stuff in the loot table. And if you don't, I don't know, just something, or maybe you have to do something right specifically. But would people start wiping just to see, just to for ranch to? Ha- let well, that that's their go. choice. That's the thing, though. If you don't want, <laughs> if you don't want to choose to like wait around and make that boss spawn, you can choose to just beat the boss and get the loot yeah, here. Exactly. But if you want to fuck around and wipe a million times to figure it out, then go for like, it. You can opt to min-maxing it and going I mean, straight for the boss, or you can. About, you're talking about the community that's going to use item level 270 strength accessories when 310 accessories well, don't give you extra. The, extra just, just, just power. like the difference is, you actually get. You're still getting good stuff for doing this. It's not just completely pointless. It's not like right. stupid shit, you know. But but it like has you're still to be getting done. optimal gear. Yeah, but it would have to be done in a way that the community can't take the path of least resistance to skip the the cool content because then the content's not relevant. So, so Tor, you're both kind of right. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Basically, you'd have to set it up in a way that if the community takes the path of least resistance, they still want to go off and do these optional things. There's still a reason for them to do that. Exactly. Because I know, like, while well, introducing like cool things where you're like, oh, you press this button and you, and you turn on in a hard mode, and I think they did that in Eldar. Yeah, it was years ago. But then, but the problem is when they did that, it wasn't intuitive enough, and a lot of people just just kept fucking up and getting frustrated. So that's why they eventually switched over to just having the plain difficulty settings and also yeah. people people didn't like that they couldn't run through an easier difficulty clear it out get the loot from it and then run through the harder difficulty and try that so they that's yeah there's a whole bunch of things there hmm. thank you so much for the call story thank you 
All right. So does that basically wrap up our savage discussion? Can we talk about something not savage now? <laughs> no, does anyone have any final thoughts? They would say whether they're enjoying it or not, or what they'd like to see in the future. Like what's the final decision here? More, more things like Omega three savage. That fight is great. Yeah. That'd mm-hmm. be great. Just more dynamics. And that's what I mean, I'll, I'll always me. scream for more options. Cause again, I've always enjoyed yeah. like, especially creator. I enjoy the content. I liked doing the mechanics. It's just that when it's the only thing you have, you get bored. More bosses. More bosses. More bosses will always be. <laughs> always more bosses. All right. So we also had uh, uh, this uh, Mr. Happy interview with uh, Yoshi P. Uh, and uh, it was. Why did you say I that really? so hesitantly? Like with, um, hmm, with this Yoshi, Yoshi person? I think you meant Yoshi. You meant Yoshi, I believe. Well, it's because uh, the, the the little uh, bold uh, title thing on the outline says Naoki Yoshida, and I'm like, who is that person? <laughs> oh, wait, that is Yoshi. Yep, anyway, that would uh, be his so, real name. Uh, so this is like, uh, I guess it was sent through text because it makes uh, a lot more sense if it was like an email uh, interview. So, uh, Nika, do you uh, you uh, you read through this? Do you uh, yes, you want to go have. through this? Yeah, sure. We'll just go through. There's a few things that I found kind of interesting. I bolded those so you guys can see. We can have a little discussion. But otherwise, like some of it's stuff we'd know. But um, so his first question was that many players have been finding changes made to their jobs unsatisfying in Stormblood. For example, Dragoon players have voiced that the wind up time for Life of the Dragon is extensive and punishing. Scholars and warriors have also voiced concerns with adjustments to their abilities. What kind of feedback has the team been receiving about the changes made to various jobs? So this, I think, was conducted right before point, uh, 4.05 said. So he said that they'll make um, major adjustment, major adjustments to each job upon the release of Savage. I'm not sure we could say they're major. And yeah, this was before 4.5. Yeah, um, he said, yeah okay. and then we'll be revealing what kind of adjustments in the live letter. But like major adjustments to. How- I mean, I mean, Nika, that Holy Spirit. So ma- major. They they fine tune the ship. They they do not do major adjustments. I mean, this he makes it sound like we hear your we hear your concerns. We got you, fam. On. Let's yeah, be fair. Okay. Let's be fair. Fair healers kind of did get major adjustments. I mean, I wouldn't even really say kind of fucked in their buffs and sure, yeah. I'd say uh, <laughs> machinist got a major adjustment. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question. And I'm actually really glad that he asked this one. The final encounter in the Stormblood main scenario questline is quite frankly one of the most impressive encounters we've had in the story in some time. The community definitely expects an extreme difficulty for this raid. If a higher difficulty is released, can we expect it to rival the difficulty of Minstrel's Ballad Thornton's Reign provided to players at that time? Uh, Yoshi says, thank you. I'm happy to hear you're enjoying it. Since the Royal Menagerie was the final battle in Stormblood main scenario, I struggled in adjusting the difficulty level because... And I'm going to... I don't emphasize know, I, should, no, I mean should yeah. i um take out the name for spoilers do we all know no, no, the final boss is? okay we're no, at that point fine. all right he says i know, really yeah. actually wanted the players to feel the power of shinryu during that fight that is why it's a bit on the difficult side now I, like that's what i was saying from the beginning like duh like you were fighting shinryu he is like the most powerful being like, should we be able to face roll him? I mean, like, how no. fast did you feel like beating Thornton? Like, just completely dick rolling him. It like, was in, so in, easy, like, especially like because we go through the whole thing. Like the Thornton normal mode, you get him down to like ten percent, and then he summons all the guys at once, and then you win. And I'm like, yeah. And I thought it was like, wait, he's supposed to be like the king who's like this evil terror, and we just face rolled him. And I thought it was really stupid. Now Shinryu is still easy enough to beat with pug parties and with with new players, but not easy enough that you can face roll. And I think that that 
really shows like we're all talking about more immersive story let us feel like we're actually there making shinryu a hard fight does that yeah you should struggle for sure and then he says we are of course working on an extreme trial for shinryu leading up to patch 4.1 so i assume that's when we're going to get it um we are making adjustments that push the difficulty to the limits so that this fight will be as satisfying as the minstrel's ballad thornton's reign please look forward to it so that's, good. that's why I don't think that this is what that super savage thing is referring to, because they actually go into that a little bit later, too. So, I mean, I, the thing is, is that there's so many people screaming to nerf this fight, and I've seen random things on the official forums on Reddit, whatever, but like every, every comment, except for the OP on Facebook, even on everywhere, is people saying, no, the trial's perfect. So, like, I want to know where are these, like, super screamy people that are saying it when it's like three people who post on Reddit and one person on the official forums, and literally 99.9999% of people are saying it's fine. Like, why is this something that we're still talking about? Because those those 3% people are very loud. Yeah, I mean, they post a lot. Those three people, you mean? Not they make multiple comments. Three people. The, the, voc- the vocal minority is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so then hopefully this is this next question will satisfy our urge for lore, but it says the main scenario in Stormblood is one of the best <sighs> Final Fantasy stories I've seen told in quite some time. Can we expect a similar... Yeah. I mean, that's just right. an opinion, Rocky obviously. Fries. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Like, that's hey. that's Happy's opinion, okay? But Hold on, I'm with, I'm with Nick on this. It's all right. It's pretty good. I thought it was good. No, no, Skuro has hated it since day one. Like, ignore it. Skuro from the beginning has been screaming about how stupid the story is. I cannot wait for the the spoiler episode because I'm going to rip, I'm going to drag this shit to the fucking Good thing you're not going to have a mic that day. This is great. You're going to feel awesome. Someone mute him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, actually, if I muted him, he wouldn't go through the stream, would he? Hmm. Yeah. Could do that. Let's let's finish. So, can we expect a similar quality and depth in the narrative of Return to Ivalice? That's an interesting comparison, making the MSQ compare to Return to Ivalice, but let's see. Um, he says thank you for your kind words and the, um, for the main scenario the story of Return to Ivalice will add both a sense of nostalgia and a fresh new perspective in hopes that all players will enjoy this new content the story is written by Mr. Yasumi Matsuno the creator of Ivalice himself and as fans of Mr. Matsuno the development team has been full of excitement as they progress through the creation process translate that however you think but like yeah <laughs> i mean i'm vague not sure answer for vague things because the thing is is that while we all are like praising weeping city for its lore we honestly didn't really know much of its lore unless you really look into it like if you don't pay any attention you just see ozma and you fight it you don't I, realize what you're going inside I, of and what yeah, it actually I, was i feel like without doing like black mage white mage stuff like you'd have even less context for weeping city you just watch Ethis's like you know videos. Let's be real. Like you, you look at that, you're like, all right, that's what I missed. Yeah, scholar okay, gives some context to it too. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, but like, but even still, like Weeping City itself, like the actual story of Weeping City is like the random pirate people who were trying to get a thing to stop Diablos. Like it wasn't even the actual story of what we were going inside of. You know, so I mean, if Return to Evilies can give us a story of where we actually are and make it relevant to 14's lore, I mean, I'm all for it, but. I mean, Cassa Strash in the chat is uh, saying, spoiler alert, no one fucking died. How is no one upset that no one fucking died in this story? Heroes never die. We, uh, <laughs> we'll get there. I feel like our spoiler episode, we'll talk about that. I'm not sure we should get into that is right that now. Soon? That's got to be soon. Come on. At this, at this point, I mean, I don't know. We, I, think, I think we need to make a Nero finish the story before we can have it. That, that needs to be like next. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Kyle's not done yet either. Yeah, he's not either. <laughs> Wait. Has a Nero passed Kyle now? I think, no, they're, I think they're both the like 62 and 3. Jesus. No. No, no they're, they're farther they're, than 63. Uh, they're at least 64. Actually, no, I think they're at the Ruby C area. Yeah, it's, it's like 63. 
Oh my yeah, god! I don't think they've progressed since then. Because you don't get to like sixty-five. I saw Aniro on before he went to SDCC. He was trying. He was trying to get through the store. I think he realizes we, we he needs to do that. I think. <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, you think yeah. maybe to talk about the video game on a podcast, you might need to play the video game. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> fuck that. Um, I, <laughs> I agree. Context, man. It's it's it is kind of sad that like I don't I don't I think anyone on this plays this game more than I do on our show. Awkward. Skrull at least has been playing a lot, which is why quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, which is why it's it's good that Skrull's here for once. But at least I don't know. I mean, but this this is why I needed to ask Strife to join us because I just feel like that Juxta on his own as well as anyone else. I don't know. Might not be able to hold up to the discussion. So, thank you. I discussed perfectly well. Thank you very much. Perfectly well. I watched day one. Excuse me, day zero. uh, A A three and A four progression stream. So I know what's up. And I'd like to vouch for Juxta that he'd not thrown a single dick joke. Like for most of this discussion, yeah, a lot of poop jokes. I'm just saying, we actually had some pretty good. We've had some pretty good discussion. That's what I was hoping to get out of this. Yeah. See. I can rise to the I mean, challenge, no thanks, unlike Skrull. Specifically, I mean, mostly, oh, thanks, mostly thanks to Strife. But. What? Wait, there's a hashtag trending, mute Skrull. I support what this. What the fuck? <laughs> We're trending? That's one... Tanya Raven is not trending, okay? Yeah. That's You're one, one person. person. Clearly trending. All right, I muted him, guys. The I'll, date is there. I'll, I'll unmute him in a minute. He's muted now. Okay, it, it, tr- it trended enough that I, I felt like I had to do it. All right. <laughs> the man suddenly skyrocketed. Okay, so this this next question, I'll get through this and then maybe I'll give him his mic back. Um, oh, I like having this power. Um, so Jeez. this question's been asked a lot, but it's Yoshi's answer that really makes me happy. All right, so um, Happy asks, the old hunt mobs from a Realm Reborn zones can be defeated incredibly quickly with a new level cap and increased item levels. Are there any plans to dynamically scale these enemies depending on the number of players that are present during the fight or address this in any other way? So he says, I, you know, I really would like to make a number of changes to the ARR zones, like the implementation of flying one day, but there's no, what? No, that he's, what the I mean, people fuck? have been asking for that for a long time, but he said that they'd have to retool Jesus the zones Christ. because they don't have a, an up and down, a vertical like scale. So we would just hit a ceiling. Yeah. So, and the zones are fucking the size of my pinky. So you'll fly over it in 30 seconds. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. It's, it's Plus, like, like all the developments that you'll need to put into just making it so you can be able to fly. It's stupid anyway stupid. he said world of warcraft did that and cataclysm okay but, but listen flop. but listen but yep, listen okay. oh that. really okay oh, i mean but i mean that's why instead their 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 fix to that was giving us the increased mount speed which i think was a perfect idea um <laughs> yeah and it is that there are no current plans for these kind of changes but this is where i got really happy and i smiled when i read this he says, in regards to hunt mobs i would assume that everyone oh we got it don't, don't mute Skuro. just kill him don't Muscro just kill him. I'm sorry, I can't. Wow, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's dark. That's, yeah. Um, no, not, not sure I feel like I should give one. him his mic back. I don't know, maybe in a minute. Um, anyway, <laughs> he said, I would like to assume that everyone would like for us to dedicate our resources to producing new content rather than taking, that, uh, taking away from that to work on ARR zones. So for the time being, we're focusing on new content creation. Here, yes, here. thank you. Thank you. Like that, I was like, okay, Yoshi, at least you're somewhat paying attention. Like, don't waste your time. I'm on stupid flying in old zones. I was against, remember, remember, Juxta was against flying in the very start of Heaven's Word when they first suggested and announced it. I'm like, this is going to be terrible. And look at it. It is terrible. So Juxta's right. There's there's nothing wrong with them going back to redo old things if they do it iteratively in small pieces. Like Juxta was saying before, if they pulled a blizzard, 
like they did in 2010 with Cataclysm and just spent like a year and a half fucking redesigning old shit that people were only going to use briefly, they'd fuck themselves. See, and you know what you end up getting mm. instead is um, Wings of the Goddess where they take these seam zones and make them darker and say it's a new zone. Oh, I don't want anything. <laughs> I, don't want it, I don't want them to recycle it either. If, but if, they, like, if every like three patches, something old, got a small little update, that's just fine. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's like, totally fine. Okay, yeah. but that's going to feel so disconnected when, oh, you this, can fly in the East Shroud, but not the West Shroud. Well, I'm not saying, I don't mean at that level. I mean, you know, whatever. They could do it per, like, section, right? Like, all the shrouds at once or something. Oh, okay. I, uh, that might make yeah. more sense, I guess. All right, before we get on with the interview, we have another caller on the line. Uh, we have uh, Kedda Power of Phoenix. Uh, how are you doing today, Kendra? Uh, doing fine. A bit late. Oh, wow, you're very quiet. Um, also very much a dude. Yeah, yeah I, could, I could... It's Keda. Who says that that's a, a girl's name? Um, I, um, I can turn I him do. up on my end, but I don't know if that'll help you guys for the discussion. Yeah, but... no, that's fine. All right, so what do you want to call in today about, uh, Keda? Uh, well, about uh, Stormblood is my f- first um, relevant sa- savage experience with Final Fantasy XIV. I got into... Uh, the game around 2.55, so uh, I had no experience with corals, and with um, Heavensward, the whole drama with a uh, a free as and basically normal mode didn't motivate me to do Savage in Heavensward. So you're saying that because of the normal mode you weren't motivated, or am I mishearing that? Okay, so you are... Okay, so that's... So, do you think you'll there? Okay, okay. Here's my question. Then, what would motivate you to do Savage? Um, I've actually done Savage. I actually cleared uh, 01S last Friday. Okay. So, what made you decide to pick it up again? Um, my my FC helped a lot, and also actually content content being gated behind Savage. Yeah, I been, I agree that uh, having the story mode or story just handed to you through normal mode really makes it so like I personally don't want to don't feel a need to go through Savage because I can just see the most interesting thing about about uh, about Omega just by going through the normal mode and seeing the story mm-hmm. that way. Oh, yeah. Juxta and Kata, let me let me throw you a hypothetical situation. Tell me how you'd react. What if there was a way where you could see how well you were performing, you know, like a damage meter or something similar, right? Would you care enough to get the gear that comes from that kind of content to compete with people? Like, would you want to compare yourself against your friends or whatever and try to do more DPS than them or try to compete for a higher score against a boss or something like that? Or even just a speed run to see if your group could clear faster than someone else's. Do things like that motivate you? Uh, we're ex- um, we're in my FC. We're playing on PC, so we're actually using damage meters. You know, gasp. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, the the gear is a a little motivation. Just hey, we can do our weekly stuff faster. But what if other people could see you? Like, if there was a damage meter in the game and you knew that people in a dungeon could see you, would you care more about gear to what if, than compare with other people? What if there was a website that compared, like, everyone and it was like you were competing against all the other, like, bards or red mages or whoever you play and, like, and trying to see if you were better than other people? Like a leaderboard. Yeah, fine. I, I love that. I love having a leaderboard in a game to compare and to strive, uh, to strive for 
a, a bit more, let's say, competition in the game. Right. So, so unfortunately, right now, it looks like this game's in a position where you'd have to kind of make that competition yourself. But maybe if Square introduced leaderboards, maybe within a free company and then another leaderboard for the server, et cetera, et cetera, maybe something like that could help people like you and Juxta be more motivated to kind of get the gear. And then the gear becomes a motivator for the content as opposed to the content itself. But for all, but I think everyone's going to have a different reason and a different way to be motivated, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, that's personally not motivating for me personally. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't compare my, like, maybe comparing myself to, like, Kahlo and... Uh, uh, but isn't that enough? <laughs> no, because me and Kahlo haven't ran a dungeon since, like, 2016 together. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not, uh, not so, a good So then again, your motivator is, is friends, right? Like, in most MMOs, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> fair. And uh, because, you know, people don't play... Well, that and the fact that this game is very, very boring now. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically... The biggest detriment is the fact that I'm getting roughly the same amount of content running dungeons as I would doing Savage, except I wouldn't win Savage. If Savage had its own story, would you try it? If it was like a completely new separate story, then yes, I would definitely try that. Ironically, the dungeons have more story and immersion right now. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh. cause what I mean, I, I mentioned this on one of the previous shows is that Omega, its storyline is set up in such a way that Savage could have so easily been a sequel to normal, where they're like, Omega's like, okay, test my trials. All right, you've beaten my normal trials. Now try my harder ones, where they're like new fights rather than the same fights uh, over and over again. Even then, that would feel like such a cop out. Like, they would need to, like, you know, elaborate on why, like, I don't know, what he thinks he's gearing himself up for, or whatever. Oh, like, sure. I'm okay, not saying not add more. To again, it. I'm not saying not add more story. I'm just saying that they could have made it different rather yeah. than literally uh, just saying talk to a machine tell me your story you can fight it something again. something i've seen in other mmos usually is the highest difficulty they'll add a boss at the end that's not there on the others that's also something you can do which i guess I is mean, what they were trying to do with neo x death right yeah that's yeah basically but, yeah, yeah that's basically what they did which is it's, it's good except they should have done it as i i still think they should have done it as an additional encounter as opposed to like just replacing yeah definitely all right, thank you very much for the call, uh, uh, Keda. Do you have any uh, shout-outs today? Yeah, shout-out to my FC uh, Primals on Phoenix. Thank- thanks for the call. Thanks for calling. Uh, all right, thank you very much. You have a great day. All right, uh, you want to wrap up this uh, interview, Nika? Yes, so let's see. I'm trying to see where we left off on now. All right, he said, overall, it feels like leveling and gearing up one's character is quite a bit easier in Stormblood than it was at the launch of Heavensward. Did the team deliberately lower the amount of grinding required for players to reach max level and acquire available gear at the start of the expansion? And Yoshi says, yes. Having looked back at the release of Heavensward, we made adjustments that would allow players to enjoy the story as smoothly as possible from beginning to end and then embark on further adventures beyond that or level multiple jobs. Repeated dungeon farming for gear may be the method of choice for some, but we thought that players would enjoy FF14 more in leveling multiple jobs rather than being limited to this type of repeated farming. Wait, I'm not good because I got gear quickly? What? It's what? This is a really weird answer like yeah, he's already right. said he's already you, you said just, before that leveling jobs is supposed to be compelling content so then now yeah. he, they're making leveling jobs easier but then also he's saying that you're supposed to be able to enjoy the game now for having multiple jobs rather We're, than just one however right. like we said before Wait. multiple jobs doesn't get you anything remember yeah, how you had to remember how you had to do the tomes and then you had to do the hunts in heaven's word like to get i 180 and then the 190 gear came from i think normal mode uh, alexander 
Remember, that was a, a little bit more convoluted and involved than what we have now. And I think that's, and you're just finishing your storyline for your job right now gets you like half a set of gear. So I think that those two changes, making the hunts not required to upgrade like your initial tombstone gear and then dying out immediately and also giving you like four or five like really good pieces of gear just for beating your storyline. I think that's what he's talking about when he says, yeah, we wanted to make it an easier transition like into gearing. I mean, that okay, makes but sense, like, but he says leveling multiple jobs is supposed to be something that makes it fun. Like, um, Precursor in the chat is saying then, well, why don't you just level an alt so that you can raid on every job? But we always said before that the, the, the benefit of this game was that it's letting you level every job on one character. You shouldn't have to make a different character for every job to then be able to raid on every job. Like, that's not, yeah. that's not what we're looking for here. Like, right. this specifically says, we think people have more fun when they can play multiple jobs, but you can't play multiple jobs if you can't do anything on those Let me jobs. raid. Let me raid on my little jobs. God damn it. Exactly. Exactly. I want to beat Nika on all my jobs, not just one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> then like, only ever hard. get taken for one job. I don't know. Yeah. No, but then you can have a different um, static party. Yeah, the opportunity of having multiple jobs, but you're never going to get taken for those other jobs. And that's just simply what it comes not down to. Not necessarily, because I, I mean... Uh, I would switch up. I like. I mean, honestly, everyone in my raid group has at least a second job, except Nika for Ghost Samurai. Yeah. I would love to, and then and then Strife could go dark, and we could swap some other people up. I think that would be awesome. Like, but it just or we could just pug on weekends a couple of yeah, us. Yeah, totally. Do it. It doesn't would, matter. It doesn't have to be the whole group. So I mean, yeah, it's just we, it's just weird happen, that so. Yoshi realizes yeah, people exactly. This is not going to happen. That's just why I, I don't understand why Yoshi says he understands people like playing different jobs, but then don't give us content that allows us to do that. Or even, to, or even to gear the, a second job. Because he also understands the player base doesn't like to raid. <laughs> yeah, Got because him. the next proved by the next question. Are we going to be getting more jump puzzles like the one in Kugane? I'd like to see the short one in Ralgar's Reach eventually lead all the way up to his palm. And he says, creating content that allows players to climb onto the palm is not... Oh, there is a noise. Sorry. Um, that allows players to climb all the way up into his palm is not difficult from a development standpoint, but creating the view of the field one would see what's having reached the top is not something we can accommodate at this time due to memory limits. However, the jump puzzles, such as the one seen in Kugane, have been very well received, and the development team enjoys creating them as well, so we're talking about adding more fun elements like that moving forward. Stay tuned for future updates. They're definitely using like a 2D skybox in Ralgar's Reach right now or something stupid, that means... Oh, well, of course. I mean, there's no there's, point in, like, actually rendering when uh, rendering shit up there because no one can ever go up there. So. Right. So you probably don't have any, like, 3D models, like, uh, on the other side. It's probably just, like, flat 2D, like, skybox. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I wonder if by saying um, more fun elements like that, if that just means more jumping puzzles because every single one, there's, like, one in Relgar's Reach, two in Kugane, and, like, they're all over. Like, are they going to add different fun things or all the more jump? Oh, just all more it's jump puzzles. Be- we're bringing back Ottawa, uh, Ottawa Chasms Mountain. It's going to happen. I, you know, I liked that mountain. It's going to happen. It's I went back and climbed now. it. When That's I, how you get your gear. You have to get to the top of the mountain. I went back and climbed it when I replayed 11 for a little while just, just to do it again because it was fun. I liked knowing the puzzle and being able to climb it and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, there's a few more questions here. Um, Eureka is a piece of content that many players are waiting on, but I don't believe that there has been official word of its actual release. <laughs> Since the Anima weapon was released in 3.1, can we expect Eureka to launch in a similar time frame for Stormblood? Since we are currently working on the production of Eureka, 
But he says this, but because this is new content with fundamentally different gameplay from any current content. Fuck you. Don't believe it. Of course, it's going to take time to fully develop. Currently, we're working very hard to keep up with the current update schedule, but the release timing is still not solidified. We will reveal more information at that live letter, which I'm not sure. What this tells me is that Yoshi P shit himself realizing that this content really didn't appeal to many of the people in this game. And (laughs) now it's like, oh, fuck, we have to put things in this. Well, goddamn, now push this back. And that's where we're at. You probably figured Mosquero will play it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And to wrap up this interview, the final question goes right in with what we were talking about before. In our previous interview, you mentioned the consideration of implementing a super savage difficulty encounter for odd patches. Might we get a hint as to what the first super savage encounter will be if it is to come in patch 4.1? Does the team have an official name for these types of encounters similar to savage and extreme difficulty? And he says production is moving along smoothly and just looking at the specification documents that detail the battle mechanics makes me a bit dizzy there is a lot going on during the fight i think the battle will have the battle singular will have a very special feel and also be nostalgic to some players and its difficulty but you will have to wait for more information in an upcoming live letter from blah 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 leading up to 4.1 by the way we won't be calling it v5 savage we are creating an independent battle and we plan to make it into a series there is a there is a name already decided for the series, and why I would love to tell you, I can't yet. Battle I'm sticking out one. emoji. Battle one singular. What? Yeah, one battle for a super savage. One, one it, battle they're going to make into a series, which sounds like next year to ra- raid six months from now. There'll be one more battle. Four point two. Please look forward to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm so happy. Not like I mean, it does say the mechanics will be different and there's a lot going on and it will be when he says nostalgic in terms of difficulty i mean what does that mean <laughs> it's i it's definitely 100 percent gonna be ozma yeah it's it's 100 ozma that's what? your nostalgic what? we've already seen like the fight for why would they not they, put that out as like they clearly pro- one fight yeah they clearly prototyped it and showed it off a of fan fest so it's yeah impossible. it's like it's, oh. it's almost like a no-brainer i didn't even think of that you were there, Nika. You were there. Nika, I know. We watched it together. I, I, re- stood next to you. I know. I remember. But like, I didn't. Fuck. When I read this uh, this uh, interview, I wasn't going that direction. They may not do it. It's just it's likely out of all I mean, they've now they've said it's gonna be one fight. Like it, it makes no sense why it would not be that one. Yeah. But how? So again, it's just gonna be an isolated fight. No, nothing related to the lore. No story. Nothing that's yeah. gonna make anybody want to do it outside of the people who already do. Be excited to teleport into a square circle room. Welcome to Story in a Box. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, so uh, so we have uh, our last caller for the day. It's uh, let's see, Snake Shadow of Sergeant Tannis. Uh, how you doing today, Snake? I'm good. Snake Shadow. Everybody does that. Snake Shadow. 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 <laughs> There's no W. I heard, end of I heard, that. I heard Shadow. <laughs> is, that, is that right, Shadow? No, it's Shadow, like uh, like your Shadow, but I couldn't put the W on it. Yeah, I know it's a lot funny. Oh, uh, okay, I see. So it's Snake Shadow. So Snake, Snake Shadow, Shadow. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, what do you want to talk about today? I'm just curious. Has anyone made a note to understand that SE has completely lost track of what the development team has learned from us as the players we've told them what we want and i guarantee the dev team's told them what we want but has anyone considered maybe they're just old japanese men that think they can continue to do it because everybody keeps paying for it uh there i mean have we really told them what we want remember there's like a vocal minority and then there's the majority 
and they don't always match up. And also they have to look at, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just trying to look at it from their point of view, but they have to like, look at the data, right. For who, who's playing, what content are they playing? And then what kinds of players are asking for it versus not, are these players that stick around? Are they players that don't, there's so many different factors here. And the number one rule of game dev is players don't know what they want. In fact, that's just software development in general. Users do not actually know what they want. You have to kind of learn to read between the lines. And I don't know that SE is talented at doing that. No, I would definitely agree with that point. Um, having Yoshi made the comment in one of the interviews that, uh, hold on, let me get my thoughts right. He made the comment when in interviews that he looked at World of Warcraft when he was talking with the development team and was telling them, we need to look at what's winning here and what's losing here. I don't really think they've done that because they haven't really took anything out of that that WoW's done that has been super successful, which is why it's lasted 12 plus years. They, they haven't. One of the best examples is when they launched A Realm Reborn. The system we have of Tomestones is an old system that WoW used to use called Justice and Valor Points, and they purged mm -hmm. that system years ago because they knew it didn't work. And Square's been keeping that even up to, oh, what's, oh, 2017, look at that. So, like, <laughs> they're, yeah. clearly, they're clearly ignoring certain facets of that design, even when Blizzard releases long, detailed blog posts about game design and their reasonings behind it. Like, if, if people in Square would go in, or if they can't read to get someone to translate it and read these blog posts from companies like Riot Games, Blizzard Entertainment, all these Western companies that are successful, they'd realize that there's just some core game design decisions and ways to motivate players that they've missed. Yeah, I, I've read recently on Reddit now. It is Reddit, so I take it with a grain of salt. But they're <laughs> supposedly a multi-billion dollar yen company. Why are they having so many issues with servers? They just moved to a new location. That doesn't mean they upgraded the servers. Why didn't they upgrade the servers? Does anyone have a clue? It, it may not just be the servers, as because I, I do software development. It could be that their, their code uh, doesn't scale very well. So sometimes adding new server machines or virtual machines may not do shit for scalability oh, okay. or it may be that the way their code is is even if they increase the cpu you know of the stats on the servers they're running you only get a tiny benefit or it could just be the architecture and remember they pull what 10 times a second right now i think in a savage raid and they're doing a polling mechanism they're not that's how they're maintaining state of where your position is so there's all kinds of things that they might it might just be an architectural problem you don't know how much of a hole they dug themselves into they could have really fucked themselves from a software development perspective. But yeah, I think they did say that they upgraded the servers in a way, but we don't know what that means. That's such a generic term. That could mean storage space in their database for our items. That could mean speed of processors. That could just mean more to handle a greater number of users per instance. We don't know. It could be I, space used for uh, storing the data that of my uh, penis size, because that's, that's true. really large. Wow. I have that in an Excel they, sheet juxtaposition. Can they quantify numbers that small? Okay, no, there's there's gonna be a rounding error there, Juxta. Yeah, exactly. They, I just like, wanted to I just wanted to say thanks so much guys. I absolutely love you guys' show. I watch you guys when you stream. I'm just a huge fan. I'm hoping that SE does realize what's going on because I absolutely love this game. Because hey, I'm a samurai. Now oh, I'm yeah. hoping they'll eventually <laughs> eventually come out with a suit of armor. That a samurai would wear. I know samurais all wearing cloth. <laughs> it's really silly. I, I mean, seriously. FF11, it's a cool samurai armor. Even rogue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at that like, man, come on. How can you not miss it? You're the same company. I appreciate <laughs> it, guys. You guys are awesome and you're rock stars. I love you all. Thank you very much for your time. Thank uh, you. All right. Thank you so much, Shake Shado. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thank you.
Bye bye. <laughs> All right. What a great caller. Good snake shado. Good sport. All right. All right. You know if, his oh, what? Was Shadow, if his name was Shadow, it probably would have made more sense, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know why I mean, he didn't name himself Shadow. Yeah, really weird. All right. So uh, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up for LBR today, isn't it, Nika? I think so. We got through our entire outline, and we are actually seven minutes over 7 p.m. Look at that. We managed yeah, to get so a we, whole discussion. Guys, we did it. We did it. <laughs> we did a show without, without them. I think oh my we God. did a better job because we're awesome, but that's just, I'm not biased at all. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if we had production, but I don't, I don't, I can't run a rig like that here. I would die. And yeah, Nero specifically told us not to do writer. production. No, I know he did, but like he is. We could, we could have done production. It would have been real janky if we had done production though. Let's be real. <laughs> Yeah, like like real bad. But anyway, um, thank you everyone who is tuned into us right now. Um, I can't push a hotkey and click on stuff. That's really frustrating. Um, there are 188 people watching us right now. Thank you for everyone who stuck around the whole show, um, and and those of you who are here now. That's cool too. Um, if you are interested in where else to find us, of course, on the screen you can find us at Twitter, at Facebook, at Lumberbrick Radio. If you would um, send, like to send an email to the show. I mean, sometimes we read them. We haven't in a little while, but hosts at LumberbrickRadio.com. Go, go ahead and do that. Um, hopefully next week we'll have all the proper ways of calling in today, but I appreciate all of our callers today who decided to call in on Discord and make use of that fun mechanic um i also want to thank my super awesome and extremely different crew um myself because i'm hosting and scared out of my mind doing this and juxta and strife and our super intern scuro um i'm gonna steal his tagline i'm nika keep listening Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Nika Kayanian and Strife Lightshade. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Satori Komeji, Dark Flux, Null Packet, Shira Hartslot, Nexian Theta, Brian Alexander, Tommy Carlson, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man by the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch, not this episode, are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmultimedia.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.